This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Head over there and enjoy those features you will find completely free. Unlike uh, those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for accessing their site, we give it away. So go and uh, enjoy it over at freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. All right, so we'll continue here and take your phone calls about what's on your mind. Also talk about the outrageous story coming from Massachusetts where a town has banned profanity. We'll get to that here in a moment. But I want to update you, the listener, on the latest on the case with uh, Jillian Batty, uh, Weymouth, I guess is her her legal name. Batty, yeah. And she has been arrested. Uh, This is the proprietor of Stateless Suites. We've talked about Stateless Suites on the air in the past. And, uh, you know, they're a great agorist business, uh, just, you know, selling folks delicious treats. Uh, Mark, you were very excited yeah. uh, recently the about toffee the toffee, was, I believe. Yeah, the English toffee was really, really good. she I sent along. I uh, never had anything better in my mouth. I demolished the fudge uh, that she sent you here sure did. as well. I don't see how good. you could like the fudge as much as you like the English toffee, but I suppose... I'm all about the fudge. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed the English toffee for sure, uh, but uh, it was great. And uh, Nemi, you were out that week, so you totally missed out. <laughs> I totally missed out. Stateless Sweets. We were pushing it on, of our, on all of our co-hosts, and uh, it got great reviews. I bet. So, uh, you know, uh, you can't go to Stateless Sweets and order anything right now because the proprietor is currently, I believe... She is either still in a jail cell or was perhaps released earlier today. I'm not. I'm not clear on that. I, th- I think she may still be behind bars, trying to raise money for uh, for a bond. Mm. And I'm going to see if there's a way uh, for me to get the information to you about how you can you could help her uh, with that. Right now, what you can do to get the latest on her case is go to copblock.org, and uh, hers. Her article is the one that is call flood, yet another arrest for marijuana possession. However, as of this morning, the request for calls has been rescinded. Uh, what happened was she was trying to come to Porkfest, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is starting Monday. And she comes from California and was going to apparently drive out. Uh, so she had gone to pick up her son and she had gotten her son and then had uh, continued on her journey towards New Hampshire. Yeah, I thought she was in California. I thought it was odd that she'd be going through Texas. Right. So she was in Texas when she was pulled over uh, by, I guess it's the El Paso, uh, Hudspeth County Sheriff's and or pulled over by somebody ice i think it was like an ice checkpoint is what i read earlier but she ended up in the in the custody of the sheriffs at the jail uh last night folks were calling the jail to inquire regarding her well-being uh to find out what was going on and to ask the jailers tough questions and so i was one of those callers last night i actually posted the call to our soundcloud feed uh, so folks could uh, could hear that and be more aware of what was going on and hopefully encourage them to call but at this point it has been requested that folks not call the hudspeth county jail because of what happened last night i don't know did you hear mark i heard that she got put into solitary because of the calls and i'm that's the claim you know, i'm just i i guess i'm stunned Every time you think you've got some good system, they figure out some way to use more force and more violence against people. They're taking somebody who's done nothing and then putting them in solitary, which is awful. It's awful. Having been, well, I I wasn't in solitary, but I was in confinement at uh, one point for five days uh, while I was in prison for saying what seems to be the problem. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can tell you, this is not a fun experience at all. 
no doubt about it. And I can only imagine. Sure, go, it's, go lock yourself in your bathroom for the next five days if you want to. If you want to know. Well, and I can imagine that it's probably a little bit worse when you're in a jail that's run by people who, on their hold music, apparently, I didn't notice this last night, but it's been reported. It may be the sheriff's department rather than the jail that has this music. Uh, but one of these bureaucrats, the bureaucracies has hold music that is, I fought the law and the law won, looped endlessly. Very clever. Just give you some idea of who you're dealing with, the kind of people that are running this uh, this installation. So uh, Jillian is uh, currently being held. They're attempting to, excuse me, it's apparently a $500 bail bond. Uh, the chip-in is over at jillianbattyweymus.chipin.com. It's going to be impossible for you to figure out how to get there. We'll see if we can come up with a shortcut for you. It's a uh, cop block, right? To make it easier. That is not linked to on the cop block article yet. So we'll, we'll figure that out and give you more info uh, as we have it. Uh, it's just, it's horrible. By the way, this was, what was this all about? Well, she had a, a bit of marijuana, apparently. Allegedly, she had a bowl pack's worth of marijuana and the bowl. And that's why she's now being apparently charged with, I've heard it's a felony. I don't know if it's actually a felony. Information is always sketchy when you're on the outside of this stuff. So one of our sponsors has been put in a a jail cell, and it's horrible. Yeah, it's rough stuff. I mean, you know, all I can say is it's within 100 miles of the border, you can get stopped for anything. and. I, I you can always get stopped anywhere you are, and the thing but about this is, they can search is, your car if they're looking for illegal immigrants. The thing about this is uh, that she is one of you know over eight hundred thousand people. So what happened to Jillian isn't uncommon. It's just that the war on drugs happened to strike close to the home of Free Talk Live. In the case, in this case, one of our advertisers. Uh, but these things happen all across the country every single day, and it's only a matter of time before somebody that you care about, somebody who is maybe a relative or a, another loved one or somebody that you work with, somebody who's a friend, it's only a matter of time before somebody gets picked off. Somebody that you know ends up getting arrested and put in a jail cell. When I was on the phone with the bureaucrat last night, uh, he did not like it when I, I did not underst- pretended to not understand uh, or did not understand uh, when I asked him if he was used to caging peaceful people. Didn't much care for that. And I think that it's important to ask questions like that. I agree with coplock.org and their approach. I think it's sad that she was placed in solitary confinement because phone calls of support were coming in for her. Um, but I don't regret making the call. I think it's important for these bureaucrats to know that people aren't forgetting the person in jail. Doesn't that, um, I mean? Doesn't it uh, stopping the the call flood? Doesn't that kind of give them a win? Yeah, a win. I tend to agree. Um, I but however, I guess the request to stop came from a husband. I believe of uh, of Jillian. Yeah, sure. You've got to stop if they stop. I just yeah. I mean, if somebody doesn't want it to happen, then I'm not going to disregard those wishes and and continue on but i tend to agree with you mark i mean you know if they've got her in solitary confinement they can keep her there for whatever reason they want to if this is the excuse that they're using to put her there who knows you know if they're going to let her out will they let her out when the calls stop or maybe they're just going to keep her there until she posts bond i mean they can do whatever they want indeed their jail uh, but yeah, I do, I do agree with you. I think it's important to you know to continue a call flood, so these bureaucrats know that they're not going to have an easy time. I don't know that the call flood. I mean, you know, what's a call flood really do? Uh, I mean, they have, like I, I, it feels they like they want to get rid of the person. Hopefully, I don't know. I mean, you know, they they up the ante, and it looks like they called the hand and won. Either way, 
Well, there have been times when uh, these bureaucrats have done this sort of thing where they have, you know, cranked up the uh, enforcement and they've backed the activists down. I mean, I think of the Trespass of 12 is a great example of that, where myself and another uh, bunch of activists were arrested for simply walking around the jail and waving at people. We were arrested and charged with trespassing for that. And uh, it was after that that nobody bothered to come back and have parties at the jail anymore. We used to always have parties at the jail when uh, our friends were getting out and going in. We'd have like a welcoming back mm. and, uh, and a going away party for them out in the jail and parking lot. And you'd walk lot. around the jail and wave yeah, and all that kind of stuff. we'd walk around the old jail all the time. It was no problem. So then they moved it to a new jail and all of a sudden it became a total crackdown uh, area. So what we're going to do on Monday the 25th is have what I think is going to be the very first jail party uh, outside this new jail. Uh, we're going to have a Derek J. release party because our friend and co-host Derek J. will be getting out hopefully the day after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I don't know if anybody's going to bring a grill out as has been done at the old jail, but it sure would be nice. It would that be would be cool. nice. What, what we really need to have happen is a huge group of people to gather outside the jail again and, you know, we won't walk around the jail this time, or at least I won't, because I can't afford to get arrested again at this point in time. But I think that's probably what really upset them the first time out was the fact that folks walked around the jail and what the jail operators considered a secured area, which there's no fence or Piece anything. Piece of grass. There's nothing to stop Just you from grass. from going there. So I mean, Really? Are jails that, uh, that, that faulty? That, that uh, brand another, new jail that people walking on the grass yeah. is going to be a problem? But that was another example of how it was that the state won. And, you know, they we need more activists. We need more people getting out there and taking risks and doing stuff. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. There's a legendary piece of equipment in the radio world. It's the CC Radio 2. It has the best AM reception, bar none, thanks to their twin-coil ferrite AM antenna. It also has stellar FM reception, plus ham and weather. I recently got one. It's the nicest radio I've ever owned. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane Company, their products are lauded for their quality by experts the world over. I highly endorse the C-Crane Company. Get the CC Radio 2 at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you free. Enjoy over freetalklive.com. You can actually access our mobile site should you like. You can go to m, as in mobile, dot freetalklive.com, and you will find the live streams links to all of them broadband midband and narrowband for different size internet connections all of them are free of course and you'll also find free software that'll allow you to listen into them go to m.freetalklive.com now another way that you can tune into our live streams is with the cc wi-fi internet radio in fact i'm using it right now uh in the lrn.fm uh, staff kitchen where uh, it is constantly playing lrn.fm which means that you know for somebody's out making something during one of the breaks we can uh, hear what's going on uh, in the studio and of course there there are like 18,000 radio stations that you can get on this thing so if you want to you can have all manner of different music and talk content at your fingertips learn another language so pandora opio live 365 mp3 tunes you can get them all with c crane cc wi-fi internet radio it's a great product by a great company that is known for quality go to cc 
or ccrane.com, ccrane, ccrane.com. Check out their CC Wi-Fi internet radio if you're into the internet sort of thing. Or maybe you'd rather go with something a little more old school like the CC Radio 2, which actually receives radio waves uh, <laughs> yeah, of the AM and FM tile. And it's the best for receiving AM radio waves. Of course, it has a great FM tuner, but it's uh, you know the very best thing you can get. Good products all across the board. So yep. ccrane.com. 855-450-FREE. We've been talking about stateless suites. Uh, Jillian, who has been arrested in Texas, uh, she was coming up to the Porcupine Freedom Festival and it got pulled over for some reason at, I think it was a checkpoint, wherever they're just pulling everybody over. Ended up finding, uh, allegedly, some cannabis in her vehicle and arrested her. I don't know what happened to her son. I believe that she had her son with her at that time. That's kind of disturbing that, you know, a young person going into the state's custody. Taking somebody is, to jail for a bowl pack yeah. for, um, while their son's in the car. I mean, really, can't you just, if if this has to be illegal, really, can't you just give them a ticket? Indeed. So I was saying uh, I wanted to figure out a better way to get the word out about how to go and donate to a bail fund. Apparently $500 is needed to be raised. I threw in 50 uh, earlier today, and I think the guys from Freedom, uh, Freedom Fiends actually tossed in 100 bucks. So it's, it's well over halfway there. Uh, you can go to our Facebook page. So go to facebook.freetalklive.com. There's a post there that's fairly recent. In fact, I'll, uh, I'll highlight it. Uh, there's a post there about Jillian and her situation, and I've, ne- I've just commented on that post with a link to the chip-in. So, for those of you that want to help out, that's a good way to do it. 855-450-FREE, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hopefully she'll get out in time to at least come join uh, us at the Porcupine Freedom Festival and hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, people that care about freedom, people that are actually willing to do something about it, uh, because the sooner we can get active the better, as far as I'm concerned. The more people that we can get to New Hampshire and get them doing something for liberty, whether it's running for political office or doing disobedience or creating media or whatever it is you're into, then the better off we're going to be. We've got over 1,000 people in New Hampshire now as part of the Free State Project. There are over 12,000 people, I think over 12,000, that have uh, around 12,000 that have signed, that have pledged to make the move. Many of these folks are going to be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and this time next week, we're going to be live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. In fact, coming up this Sunday night, uh, Mark, you and Stephanie are going to be doing the Sunday show live. It's true. Uh, a pre-Porkfest episode of Free Talk Live, and then, of course, uh, we'll continue doing live shows throughout the week from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So go to Porkfest.com. It's not too late to get registered. 35 bucks gets you in for the whole week. Porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. If you've never been to a gathering of liberty-minded folks before, this is the one you want to attend. If you've been to another one, like, say, the Libertarian Party, this is completely different. This has nothing to do with uh, party politics or any of that boring crap that goes on at uh, party conventions. This is a camping festival in the woods, and there's live music, and there's games, and there's family activities, and a lot of stuff goes on. Competitions of, uh, you know, there's like a rant contest, and there's going to be karaoke, I think, again this year. And a lot of great uh, folks are going to be there, so don't miss it. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Now, something that's going to go down after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, Adam Kokesh uh, from Adam vs. the Man does a great show. Uh, he's going to be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and that means he's going to be up in the region uh, for that sort of window of time. So Porkfest runs from this coming Monday the 18th through Sunday the 24th. Well, Monday the 25th, Adam Kokesh has called for a gathering down at the uh, 
uh, down at Middleborough, I believe it is, uh, Massachusetts. And is it, is it Middleborough? I yes. Don't know. I yes, it is. Middleborough, yeah. Mass. He has called for a gathering there. And the reason why is because Middleborough, Massachusetts has just made national news by banning profanity. According to the Associated Press, residents in Middleborough have voted to make the foul-mouthed among them pay fines for swearing in public. At a town meeting on Monday night, residents voted 183 to 50 to approve a proposal from the police chief to impose a $20 fine on public profanity. Officials insist the proposal was not intended to censor casual or private conversations, but instead to crack down on loud, profanity-laden language used by teens and other young people in the downtown area and public parks. I have to say that this is something that has upset some folks here in the town in which uh, we live, uh, Nemi, you and I. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was some... Loud cussing is going to upset people just about anywhere. I yeah. mean, if they've got their kids around, that kind of thing. I mean, Understood. And- uh, but you know what? People need to get over it because they're just words and uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, consider that if you don't cause offense to people, that you won't have a chance to be offended. Well, you never know what's going to offend somebody. It that much is a, true. Your cussing at, cussing at the top of your lung. Is probably you know like there's a good chance. Yeah. Well, it, there's no excuse for what they're doing here, though, Mark. I understand that people are offended, but you don't have a right to be free from offense. You don't have the right, but I mean, you know, you probably should. If when you go ask those kids to to settle down, sometimes, sometimes I'll bet you people have been cussed out and told to go, get the hell out of there. I bet you're right about that. Yeah, that's yeah. probably true. And teenagers are going to be like that. Yep. You know? Well, you at know. least the ones that go to the government schools are going to be probably more likely to be a little bit more brash. And, uh, you know, when I was a and young it's all person, brashness. I cussed As far as I'm concerned, using the, the force of government to, to hand out the $20 ticket, ticket, brashness, cussing, brashness, cussing out somebody who asks you not to cuss in front of their kid, brashness. Like, th- this is the reason. This is, the, this is how uh, these things compile. This is how the feud starts. Well, right. Violence begets violence, or at least in this case, uh, bad behavior is begetting bad behavior because... You know, oh, well, we're going to show these kids uh, how seriously we take cursing. We're going to threaten them with jail because if you don't pay the $20 fine, well, something's going to happen to you. Is that so? I wonder, uh, you know, in this case, because parking tickets, they don't put you in jail for. They'll confiscate try your not car. Paying the, try not paying the fine. No, I don't think you... Nope, I don't think you'll they, go... They will if you don't pay parking tickets. I can, I can speak to this from personal experience. They You've will, been to jail? They'll no. They'll boot your car. They, no, they'll tow your car. They'll put... Well, you have to go for a time. Then they'll put you on a scofflaw list. And if they catch you again, yeah, they'll tow your car. So Absolutely. they won't put you in jail? No. All right, eight five five four fifty. I don't know how this works, exactly but what would happen. This isn't a traffic citation. No, it's not. This is a neither neither is a parking ticket. 855-453, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Usually when you don't pay a fine issued by the state, there's a good chance they're going to put you in a cage for it. one 450 will tell you more about their ban on profanity and what's going to happen on uh, as a result of Adam Kokesh making a call. It's Free Talk Live. MindThings.com is a fun online game that pits you against people around the world to mine for scarce resources. Do business in a capitalist economy with virtually mined gold tax-free. You could be a trader doing business between cities, a pirate lying in wait for hapless traders, a guard capturing pirates, or one of nine other professions. It doesn't require a big-time commitment. Your mining robots work whether you're logged in or not. It costs nothing to play, but you can buy bonuses. They even accept bitcoins. Go to MindThings.com. Use coupon code FTL. Double your mining speed. It's free. MindThings.com. is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want. 
toll-free number, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Okay, so we can talk about whatever's on your mind, but also in the news, uh, there's some pretty important stuff going on. And one of them is a story out of Massachusetts, Middleborough, to be specific, where voters uh, voted overwhelmingly to approve a proposal to impose a $20 fine on public profanity. Some people are very upset about some teenagers and other young people using downtown parks in the downtown area and also being filthy uh, with their mouths at the same time. As now, one of the biggest problems to do. One of the biggest problems I see here is the the laws that restrict young people from getting jobs. I had a job at twelve years old, and you know, from uh, during work hours, I wasn't on the streets in the parks nope, or right. anything like that, hanging out. You were doing something valuable to the community, providing a service. I, I'm doing my best at it, at the very least. And uh, you know, I learned I learned more at that job than I think that I did in high school. For sure, you certainly learn about people and interacting and. So the you know the idea they create the problem and then yeah I get it I don't want I don't want a bunch of teenagers cussing around my four year old son either I do not want it now granted I don't spend a lot of time in the public parks here in the the local area but and when and when my son does go to public parks generally high school students are in high school but mm. you know not now though summer uh, summer schools or uh, summertime is about to start for are they really going to spend school. that much time by the playgrounds in the park. Well, that was the big complaint last year here in Keene was that there were a bunch of uh, loser teenagers that were hanging out in the park and cursing up a storm. But and by the people. playgrounds? Oh, well, I mean, not the playgrounds necessarily, but I mean, some parents want to bring their kids to the park in the center of town. It's a central location. Oh, I see. It's, central Square. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was what the, a lot of the controversy about. And no, of course, a lot of it started after one of their friends was murdered, uh, which was a pretty big deal here in, in Little Keene, New Hampshire. Murder doesn't tend to happen very often around here. Um, so there, that was one of the reasons why a lot of young people kind of coalesced onto the park and of course they were upset about their friend being murdered so some of them were drunk in the park and that leads to people being more likely to yell profanity uh loudly in every direction so maybe something similar had happened down in uh, middleborough either way young people in parks are going to do what young people do and that is be brash and loud and that's what they were doing and now there's an ordinance against it according to mimi de philly a store owner and former town select woman she said after the vote I'm really happy about it. I'm sure there's going to be some fallout, but I think we did what was necessary. Now, what we do you think cast about- a vote to <laughs> to direct our town bullies to go after people exercising their First Amendment right to free speech. Yeah, that's right. On public property. Now, I wonder about this, Ian. Um, you know, I, I don't like the government solutions any more than you do, but I don't like the idea of these uh, these young people out there cussing and uh, the, mm-hmm. the parks and that kind of thing. Well, I like your solution. Let's let kids go to work. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm for that. But these people can't do that. An individual can't do that. I like individual and group solutions. Um, but, you know, the, gr- the group solutions you really can't implement. So what if I got like one of those, you know, those air, uh, air horns mm-hmm. and I just stood by the teens, you know, because it's a park and I can it's stand public. anywhere, do whatever I want. And every time one of them cusses, I just give them a good old second blast, second long blast of the air horn. Yeah, why not? Hey, there you go. You know, because at some point or another, they're going to do something that uh, physical, uh, which is really what it comes, you know, comes you down to. Try to start a fight. Yeah, they're going to try, try st- something or they're going to go away. This is true. And if they try something, then, you know, banging their head against the concrete, uh, uh, you know, parking uh, thing, <laughs> that's not a problem then, right? 
technically it would be legal. There you go. So the article that you're going from, I, I assume the Associated Press probably AP, picked yeah. it up from um, the Boston Globe, which is the article I have. It's like goes on to say, she says, she runs an auto parts store. Is which this is, Mimi DeFilly? Yeah, Mimi DeFilly, and is among the downtown merchants who wanted to take a stand against the kind of swearing that can make cons- customers uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Both they'll sit on the bench and yell back and forth to each other with the foulest language. It's just so appro- inappropriate. Now, this is in now, the park or there next to the store? I'm, I'm confused. She says um, it's in the stores as well. It makes her customers uncomfortable. Because if she's in the store, I mean, you know, just get out, kid. Right. You could do that. But she says they also sit on the bench and yelp. So it's outside. Some stores have benches, too. This is true. And some people are scared. I mean, I can understand. Look, I'm 41 years old. I can't. and, And when I was... You know, in my mid twenties, I could pretty much, you know, like the, there there weren't too many people on the planet that could outfight me hand to hand. But now I'm old, my back hurts. I don't want to. I don't want to get into it with a seventeen year old yeah. kid. So, uh, you know, I would. How would I feel about going out there and talking to them? I would probably go out there and tell them to, uh, you know, get, get a move on. And if they wanted to start something physical. I wouldn't do anything, and if they decided to, uh, you know, do something physically to me, then I might call the police. But, um, you know, that's. You know, not everybody's going to feel like they want to go out there and confront these kids. I don't know. I think you had made the point earlier. It's give kids jobs. If she runs an auto parts store, can't she give somebody a job? Get them off the off the bench swearing. It's like what did what else could she do about it? I was was just talking to a business owner yesterday and about you know employing people, and he's like, look, you know, when you're talking about a minimum wage employee, it's practically a fifty thousand dollar a year commitment Mm. when you're considering how difficult it is to fire people and all the regulations you have to go through and all these things. So I mean, you know, they already have employees, so some of those some of those costs are uh, are eaten up. But fifty thousand for a minimum wage sounds like an exaggeration. I'm talking to a business owner. Okay, you know, I mean, I haven't hired any minimum wage people. According to the news piece over the air, the AP, uh, the measure could raise questions about First Amendment rights, but state law does allow towns to enforce local laws that give police the power to arrest anyone who, quote, addresses another person with profane or obscene language, unquote, in a public place. So they're saying here that the law makes it pretty clear these things are illegal. In fact, point of information here, this particular law has existed for a while, according to the uh, Town ordinances, there was something that has been on the books there since 1968. No spitting on the sidewalk either. That's right. A bylaw against public profanity, and basically that bylaw makes cursing a crime. It therefore has rarely, if ever, been enforced, according to the government bureaucrats, because it simply would not merit the time and expense to pursue a case through the courts. But now it does. Now what they're going to do is they will be decriminalizing. So this is actually a decriminalization effort to some extent in that I guess it was a a misdemeanor or something like that previously, or it was like a must arrest for perhaps it was like a shall arrest. We don't have the text of the law here in front of us, but in order to decriminalize it to just a violation where it's only a ticketable offense, which is what they're saying here, this will become a $20 ticket rather than an actual arrest. So how would you have voted on this? Uh, Yikes. That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I guess it would depend. Well, I, I would have probably had to have either abstained or voted no, because this is going to result in more fundraising. Probably by the true. Probably they're not arresting people for this currently and putting them in jail. I mean, right. you have to be a pretty egregious actor in order for this to happen. But I don't know. 
So, I, it's hard for me to feel any sympathy if you're out there just cursing up a storm. Well, and, that's what's going to happen on the 25th of this month because Adam Kokesh. I'm not going. From Adam versus the man I plan on going. I, I bet you do. It'll be great. I bet you do. Uh, Adam bring Kokesh. A camera. From, Ad, I will bring a camera. <laughs> I, I absolutely want to go see You're going to go? Yeah, I've lived in downtown Keene for 15 years next to the college. I've seen my, my share of what a, a bunch of unruly swearing people can do. And the havoc they can wreak, I, I will most certainly be on hand to see how this goes down. So the idea is to bring as many liberty-minded folks out uh, and others who just want to you know, protest this particular, because you don't have to be liberty-minded to support uh, freedom of speech, uh, that, uh, to bring people out in support of free speech and to basically, I don't know, use some profanity at the town hall. That's basically what the idea is. Well, I understand why people want to protect their kids uh, from this kind of language. Oh, cut it out. I, look, look you, you say to protect your kids. If you want to protect your kids, keep them in. I've got a four-year-old. I have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but the fact is that they will mimic whatever they hear. So uh, what? Some of the They're going to hear it that, eventually. Right. They, were, they are going to hear it eventually. Please stop trying no to protect your kids from hearing the F-bomb because it's ridiculous. They're going to hear it. They're, They're going to hear gonna it say by it. first grade. What's that? They're, They're going to hear it by first grade. I wonder if uh, I don't know. I, it takes I don't the know. power out of it. I think. Maybe. I, I don't. I don't mean, know. The, the power's in it right yeah, now. Yeah, you know, instead of slapping your kid or washing his mouth out with soap for using that that type of language, you're right, Mark. Live through example, but really, it, it, coming at it from shielding them from it is. It's a word. We're going to come back like with potato. more here in moments yeah. at 855-450-FREE. Would love to have your thoughts, especially if you're somebody that thinks cursing's bad. It's Free Talk Live. Empower yourself by trading with value. Visit DontTreadOnMeme.com. Browse their unique silver dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's don't tread on meme.com. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com, get interactive there, and find a variety of features that you can use totally free. Unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their sites, go to freetalklive.com and enjoy. And if you do enjoy, then maybe you'll want to pony up voluntarily and support the show. You can do that by going to amp.freetalklive.com. Amp. As in advertise, market, and promote. The idea is you send in three bucks a month. We take that and invest it into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more internet listeners on board as well, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. That's where you can get signed up with any major credit card through PayPal. Uh, you can also use Visa or MasterCard right through our site. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. When you do, it makes a big difference for us. That's amp dot freetalklive.com middleborough massachusetts has banned well actually they have had it banned for decades but now it will become a 20 dollar ticket if you are caught cursing in public uh and now i don't know if a police officer actually has to witness this or if they can just take somebody's word for it or what the uh, provisions are of actually how someone will be issued a ticket for profanity 
But that's what they're planning on doing, is issuing tickets likely to younger people who are apparently causing a stir in local parks as, you know, younger people tend to be brash and more likely to curse. I know I was far more likely when I was a teenager to have the mouth of a sailor. And, you know, ever since then, I realized that that didn't really get you anywhere in life. And so I uh, you know cleaned up my act, uh, so to speak. But I don't know if I would have been better because I had been fined by the government. I don't think that would have made the situation any better or me more likely to behave. I'd like to know where the $20 is going, ultimately. It's city's budget, I would imagine. Yeah, right, that's somebody's, where it goes. somebody's paycheck. You know, and I think that a lot of people probably thought about it as the cussing jar. Well, uh, right, you know, and that's, uh, you know, the one at work goes to charity. Right. Uh, you know, it actually does something. Like, if the money right. went to charity, you'd be much more likely to have me on board. And I agreed to it, just like everybody else in the right. office agreed to it. So, sure. A cussing know. jar? Yeah. The office. Interesting. And, you know, but in in this circumstance, I for one, I don't like that it's all, always young people. The people that are most disenfranchised by the political system, least likely to vote, are always the ones after whom they seem to go. Well, you know, I mean, I mean they want to go after people that are showing their underwear or their butt crack on, with their pants down. But, you know, I mean, I, I, it could be just as offensive somebody wearing polyester pants. They're probably as likely to go after a homeless man cursing downtown, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The, but it's not the ones likely, that have the least amount of power. Right, yeah. It's not likely going to be the dri- the guy driving a Lexus uh, you know, yelling a curse word at somebody. I suppose it could by. be, but that guy's probably less likely to do such a thing, too. Yeah. And what exactly is profanity? I mean, did they did they approve? Good point. Is well, there a list profane of profane specifically? I I don't know, but profane specifically means a- a- anti-religious. So God D, mm-hmm. that one is profane. Whereas that, that effing, uh, you know, C word... That's not profane. Now, is that it's by is that vulgar, by statute or by dictionary? Dictionary. Okay. Yeah. So well, right by statute, the word profanity can be defined as something completely different. different. Right. And of course, we don't have the actual statute here. I mean, it would be uh, easy to say it's the seven dirty words, but now the claim here is that the statute that uh, or this ordinance that was voted in would actually decriminalize not just decriminalize public profanity, allowing police to write tickets as they would for a traffic violation, but it would also decriminalize certain types of disorderly conduct, public drinking, and marijuana use. So it it almost sounds like it did good things, but it's making the news for the free speech violation uh, that is enshrined within it. I just wonder who who voted on what um, as a result. You know, if if I heard this. I would probably have voted for this because it reduces the penalties um, under law for several things. So according to uh, the news here, police officers who never enforce the bylaw might be in, might be tempted to issue these fines and people might end up getting fined for constitutionally protected speech. Absolutely. This according to the legal director of the ACLU of Massachusetts. Another local merchant described himself as ambivalent about the no swearing proposal, likening it to try to enforce a ban on the seven dirty words of George Carlin uh, in a nod to a famous sketch by that late comedian. Uh, business, a different business owner said, or excuse me, same business owner said in view of words commonly used in movies and cable TV, it's kind of hard to define exactly what is obscene. He also owns a store in downtown Middleborough. So we will let you know as this situation develops because it appears as though uh, it's not clear how soon this ordinance goes into effect, but it sounds like it's in, it sounds like it's immediate. Somebody's going to get sued pretty soon. 
And so if it's enforced, there's a good yeah. chance of, uh, of a lawsuit coming out of this. And, of course, a lot of times with these clearly unconstitutional laws, uh, a lot of times they just bank on the idea that they're going to go after the poor, that they're going to go after people that don't know their rights, which, of course, are teenagers. And uh, they're just going to extract money from them and just kind of keep their fingers crossed and hope no one sues them. Because right, I most mean, people you know, won't. What's the worst case scenario here? The, uh, the 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 institution calling itself the city of Middleborough is going to make some money by um, you know handing out these tickets. People are going to pay them and they're going to keep the money. Then somebody sues them and they have to pay for the attorneys. They'll pay for the attorneys through increased property taxes by mm-hmm. the people of the, the the city of Middleborough, and the people that are you know doing business as the city of Middleborough won't be out anything. They'll have made the money on the tickets. They'll uh, take in some money for some of their town lawyers. You know whatever everything great business is good let's go to adam listening in canada you're on free talk live with ian nemi and mark hi guys nemi did i hear you say potato before the break you did oh my are you irish no oh wow well you know only we can say that word you can say potato but (laughs) that word it reminds us of a painful period in our history that we'd like not to be unnecessarily reminded of. Well, are you going to propose an ordinance that would fine me $20 every time I say potato? Because that might lead me to say potato, potato, potato. Uh, uh, I just, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call. 855-450-FREE. So I'm wondering if there's anybody out there who shares this uh, mentality as you do, Mark, that uh, you have a four-year-old son. His name's Jack, as he will tell you if you meet him. Uh, yes. And... Uh, and you want to protect him from hearing these words. Yep, you, I do. You are concerned with that. And I wonder what's the point. Uh, as Nemi pointed out, he's going to hear these words well, at some point. He's going to have sex, and I'm not going to pimp him out to the local four-year-old girls. He's going right. to die, and I'm not going to kill him. So, I, you know, for one thing— That's when two you, completely different Oh, worlds. those are completely different. Way to be extreme, different. Mark. Well, yeah. well I'm well, just pointing out that the argument— to the extreme. The, the argument—well, you have— You do, too. <laughs> taking arguments to the extreme shows their ludicrousness. Well, uh, um, and the, the idea— So you're that, showing how ludicrous your argument is right now? No, I'm showing that, uh, that, that the fact is that uh, there's a time and a place, uh, and there's different ages for proper behavior, mm. and that uh, people make value judgments on you and your family based on the kind of words that your child uses. And so I can tell you, my son Jack will repeat the words he says. And the worst word he's set, heard up to this point, or the word, word that he, he hears, um, the worst words he's heard up to this point is, uh, I guess, Toy Story. And the first one has uh, the, the, the one of the characters calls the dog a stupid dog. And so he says stupid dog. So he, well, he, he'll say stupid, stupid, stupid when he gets upset. <laughs> it's the only thing he's ever heard. Sometime he'll say, Daddy, that's not acceptable. Because he's heard that many times. <laughs> <laughs> he'll try to turn it around if i could just say unacceptable you know maybe that'll change things but you know it just it just goes to show i've never said stupid in front of my son but Mm -hmm. he's heard it and he'll use it now i remember seeing a study that i must have been in the last year or so where they they scientifically proved that Swearing when you, uh, if you hit your thumb with a makes hammer, you makes you feel better. Interesting. Why would you know. deny your son Wait, that? Wait, do you feel, hold on, do you feel better if you swear? Like, will you feel less good if you say, gosh darn it? Yeah, that's what I want to know. At correct. a loud volume? That's correct. So you actually have to say the swear? Say, say the swear. That's right. That's been given the social connotation. and that's, Because because your mind makes the decision, while, while your mind is taken off the, the pain, it's making the decision between gosh darn and, uh, you know, whatever it is, uh, GD. Now, two teenagers are... I know we're raised in a house where where it, it, things weren't um, they were not punished 
um, for use of the English words. And they, they had a conversation with their parents over the years, much like you're saying, Mark, is, is you know, you are judged by, and this is, this is why I personally, the, the parents were saying, I, they personally did not use profane language, but they didn't get on their kids for using it. They just explained, hey, this is why, you know, there's a time and place, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. But that's it how wasn't that's they, how I'm going to do it, too. Right. I, However, I'm inten- not intending for that to be at four years old. When he's that a parent. Right. Right. When, right. He's just he's not capable. It's of, cute when little kids curse. It might be cute to you. It's not cute to their parents. <laughs> right. I, I would agree with Mark on that one. You know, once you teach a parrot how to swear, you can't. It, it's you can't price, unteach it. Right, you yeah. can't unteach it. Yeah, and then he teaches all the other kids in the neighborhood. Eight five five four fifty. I've got that kid. There's some great video of the African gray uh, parrots on YouTube. <laughs> they're very smart. They literally will play back sounds that they hear. Like if they're in a room with an answering machine, they'll play back all the answering machine sounds. <laughs> or the sound are, of a squeaky belt in the dryer. They too. are spot on. <laughs> it's amazing. Eight five five four fifty free. Hour two's next. You take control. Do you ever have connectivity problems due to poor Wi-Fi reception? I have an amazing solution for you. C-Crane's Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3. It can provide connectivity for up to a mile. We're using it at my house, and I can't describe it as anything but stunning. This antenna will change your life. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. I highly endorse the C-Crane company. Get your Super USB Wi-Fi antenna at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the second hour of the program. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. We give ours away, and you can actually go and create the content on the site. You can go and vote on things. And uh, you can uh, add new items to the website. It's basically a social bookmarking site for our listeners. So when you find something online that you think is interesting, you can submit it as show prep at freetalklive.com. It'll then be voted on, either up or down, and the most voted up make it to the front page in the top of the site. So head over, get interactive, freetalklive.com. As we go to your phone calls, your thoughts, for those of you just tuning in, We've been talking about Middleborough, Massachusetts, and how this uh, little town outside of Boston, I think 38 miles outside of Boston or something like that, uh, has been making national headlines due to the fact that they now have a $20 fine for people who are allegedly using profanity uh, in the streets. And so we can tell you more about that here in a moment, but also want to get your thoughts as well, especially if you're somebody that thinks that it's somehow so important to protect uh, protect children from hearing these words, which I think is pretty absurd, uh, considering that uh, young people are going to hear them at some point. So why not let them hear them early and then teach them that, uh, you know, when it's appropriate and when it's not appropriate to use these terms? Mark, you're saying that your son Jack just can't fathom these things at, at his age, and so 
you want to just protect him from I don't know what them. you mean by can't fathom them. Um, well, you couldn't sit down. You're saying you couldn't explain to Jack that these are inappropriate words and that he shouldn't use them, that he's just going to spout them off like a like a, a African gray parrot. I wouldn't. I, you know, I, I didn't use that terminology. Nemi did. But uh, you, you have know, called your son a pet before. Well, I said no. What I've said is that children are, um, you know, they're like pets when they're very young and they grow into people. Right. Um, Where is he right now? More somewhere like a pet somewhere or a person? in between. Um, <laughs> some, somewhere in between. I, I, no, I don't think that you could talk to him about, uh, you know, I, I don't think you'd have much success with talking about, about what, appro- what the appropriate language is at certain times. I just don't, I, I don't think you would. All right. Well, let's go to Jeff and see what he thinks in Salem, New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Jeff, you're on with Ian, Nemi, and Mark. Well, thank you very much, guys. Yes, um, you know, I just been listening in here and I wanted to say that. I actually grew up with a grandmother who I've seen literally when she was alive make Marines blush with her language. (laughs) And she babysat me. And I grew up around her swearing in all the different languages that she learned working in the the shoe shops of Lawrence, Massachusetts, because it was such a melting pot. I mean, she swore in English, French, Italian, (laughs) Spanish. Okay. It's a good story. Now, my mother is of a mindset like, um, not the one here with the four-year-old, but of where, you know, you talk to your child and you you explain to them there's a time and a place. My father was from the other side of, of, you know, the situation and would speak, you know, oh, you you can't do that, you you know, and and, and would say basically that I was, you know, no offense, but when you're talking about your four-year-old, you're basically saying he's too stupid to grasp certain concepts. If you explain something on a level that they can understand, they will because that's how I, I was approached with my mother. And I'll admit, when when I'm in the privacy of my own home, I'm not in a professional situation because I own a small business. Um, I'll swear like a truck driver, but it's like a switch. You know, it, it's turned off. I deal with people professionally. You know, outside of my home, and my language is clean. Now, to you know, go and try to regulate free speech, no matter what it is, when you know they're saying, oh well, we got to protect the children. But the problem with that is, is the parents that say that are usually the ones that are at home that don't monitor what their children are watching on television. So if they're so afraid about them swearing, why don't you pay attention to what they're watching on TV? Why don't you pay attention to... Admittedly, you know, a lot of these words... What, the, you what can, they're getting online. You can hear a lot of these words on regular television, there's yep. no doubt, and I wouldn't disagree with that. Um, so how many kids have you had? I haven't had any, but I've had. It sounds like it. Um, You know, I mean, over and over again, I often get this. uh, You know, it's it's the we who have children really love the advice of you that don't. I mean, it's it's awesome to uh, to hear it because I know we gave it out. (laughs) I know I gave this kind of advice out before I had a kid. But wait a minute, I've been involved in the raising of several children, whether they be up from you know other family members or when I you know with one of my exes who I was almost married with, I was helping her raise her son, um, you know, and I've had a lot of experience around children. I mean, with with their upbringing in that. So, I mean, it's not like I have no experience okay, in this whatsoever. I so mean, what do you think it would be so like? I understand, I understand, you know, a parent wanting to protect their child, but instead of having the state or having, you know, any government for that matter, protecting your child, it's your responsibility, ultimately. I would absolutely so, concur with that. I absolutely concur with that, and I take that on as a responsibility of mine. Well, you know what? It's funny that they're, they're, what these parents really want, like Mark, is not so much to protect the child, 
but to protect their own selves from feeling some sort of embarrassment discomfort uh, around other parents who are going to look down their nose at you for having Dude, a child. Dude, I see the kind of clothes F-bomb. you wear. I mean, I know you're without embarrassment. I get that. But the rest of us live in the real world. But so that the, is the real world. When he, what he's talking about is the real world because you're talking about a situation where ultimately it falls upon the parent. And the parent does. doesn't want to take the responsibility to instill in their child that there's a time and a place. Okay. Well, Mark's saying he can't and do they that. They expect the state to go and take care of that for them. That is why we're down the road of tyranny and we have this government. That's I agree, because totally somebody like Mark is no, worried no, about what wait, someone's going to think second. about him. The fact that I have certain family values does not put us down the road to tyranny. Okay, the people fact that like the, look, you. the fact is no the people the fact is people who want to cuss at the top of their lungs and don't have any respect for anybody else put us just as far down that road no, of tyranny. The That's fact not is, true. it's how, people who because when I come up and I tell you shut your freaking mouth, I've got my kid around and you know hey then you don't have any respect for that. You can't have a conversation when when folks are talking over. I've already been talking. Okay, but you you were talking over the caller and the he caller was talking over d- you. Just started talking so while I was talking. Let's have a conversation where people can actually hear things. So when you hear the caller speaking while you're speaking, you should probably try to you know not just shout over. Talking. Well, I was well, finished. I wasn't finished yet. Well, I don't know if anybody could really well, understand you because you were shouting. Talking over him, but I mean, you know, you can't say that someone which it's protected speech. Okay? Oh, I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing. It's not. You're arguing with someone else. Because you're not arguing with me. But the perspective me. is the same, Mark. You you no, might have the I decency. I don't like that to, speech. Yeah, you might not, you might have the decency to not go and demand that the police arrest somebody or ticket them for cursing. You'd probably rather talk to them personally, and that's good. But it's the same perspective. The idea that oh my God, we've got to protect the children from hearing something because they might sp- blurt it back, and then some other might. parent might hear it, and then they'll be uh, offended by it, or they'll look down their nose at us because they're better than we are because their kids don't curse, and that means we're trashy because our kids Carson. Really, this is all about how you feel about what other people think about you. It's how, I'm raising, it's how I'm raising my kid. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Right. I wish that uh, we Grow went to up. lunch today. I wish my Grow kid was just, just words. sitting there cussing his head off while you had to just sit at the table with strung him. together. Grow up. God. Anything else you want to share, Jeff? Well, you know, also, I mean, with, with what's going on there, um, uh, uh, there's a, a person online, um, I can't think of... Uh, uh, his uh, thing, but he's actually organizing a protest. Yeah, Adam that would be Kokesh. Adam Kokesh, as we discussed uh, previously. Yes, Adam Kokesh. I couldn't think of his name. And I have to give him credit for it because, you know, they're going to take this law, okay, and they're going to go after these people when they're exercising their constitutional right. Now, mind you, some people might find what they're saying offensive, and I understand that because it's profanity. But the bottom line is, is all profanity is, is a word that has become you know, considered uh, right. a, a bad because word. of prudes like Mark. Oh, Thanks yeah. for the call, Jeff. I appreciate hearing. Well, what is profanity again? Because if somebody drops the f bomb in front of me, I, I'm not going to blush. I've certainly heard it before. I've certainly used it myself. Yep. I, you know, so where who gets to decide? Indeed, who decides? You didn't create the word, Mark. But you I'm not proposing it, or the to world. put. I'm not proposing to put anybody in jail. I don't know what you're talking I about. I didn't say you were proposing. You're looking that. so hard for somebody to disagree with you. You're going after somebody who won't throw anybody in jail for That's it. Great, you're Mark. pathetic. No, Mark. you are a sad little man that wants the world to run around <laughs> copulating in the streets no. and cussing at the top of their no, lungs. That's not true. And dressing in old golf shirts like you do.
But I'm not going to feign. I'm not embarrassed. I'm not going to hire somebody to go out and tell him he can't do it. I'm, I'm not either. Nor is Mark. But Mark's perspective is the exact same perspective that does drive people to do that. It's exact perspective. <laughs> yeah. Decent. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. I hope that we get a seven-year-old out at Adam Kokesh's event with uh, an F-bomb on his t-shirt or something. Uh, it's Free gosh. Talk Live. I hope it's somebody else's. Are you excited about Flaming Freedom's bigger, gayer dance party at this year's Pork Fest? Oh, yeah. Well, you should be. There's going to be hopping dance music and a giant tent full of liberty lovers getting their gay on. By gay? Do you mean happy? Uh, sure, Claire. Super Gay Dre is bringing his elite team of drag queens led by Violencia. There's going to be raffles for all kinds of prizes, as well as prizes for gayest costume, best drag queen, and best drag king. So get your ticket now for the insanely cheap price of just $5 at flamingfreedom.com slash dance party. Live. You can bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you'll find there. They're free. Features like archives going way back all the way to late 2006. All totally free for you. All you have to do is click and download. They're there for you. Free Talk Live. Dot com. As uh, we continue here, I want to also remind you about planeboards.com, P-L-A-I-N boards.com. That's where you can go, whether you run a website or blog, or maybe you just want your own message board without running a website or blog. You can do it, and you can get it free. It's anonymous as well over at planeboards.com. So it's your own free anonymous message board you can use for whatever you want. Go to planeboards.com to get yours. There's no installation necessary. You don't have to log in to get one. No identification required. You just go type it in, and it's yours. Planeboards.com. As we continue here with you and your thoughts, Josh is listening, or Joshua, listening in uh, Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, gang. I hey. got a question for the free, the unlimited free speech advocates. Certainly. Scenario. I got a scenario, and I want to know how you would handle it, if at all. Okay. okay. You're somewhere, you know, somewhere public with your significant other. And I come up to this dear person with you right there present and say, wow, I'd really like you to go down on me. <laughs> As a matter of fact, ditch this loser. Let's go in the back room. I got some magic for you. And I don't quit. At some point when you're done putting up with that, what are you going to do? I'd start by finding a significant other that wouldn't let that guy get so many words out of his mouth, really. Yeah, because oh, that... you're going to have a significant other who interferes with my right to free speech. Okay, that's one solution, Ian. Well, when you say wouldn't let him, what do you mean by that? <laughs> it would mean? retort for sure. Right, like something like I uh, wouldn't, you know, some sort of uh, witty uh, saying to come repartee. Back and, yeah, yeah, why not? So, because okay, in my first, opinion, the best solution to offensive speech is more speech. Yeah. I, I tend to believe that that is yeah. the case, especially if and you're in a public place. Well, we could always go somewhere else. I mean, if we're talking about if we're on pro- private property, then... But do you see how, at that point, uh, business owners might feel like uh, people that you know use foul language drive away people who don't? Business owners are... Public spaces are usually attached to private spaces uh, in the name of business. Yeah, you know, in the, true. In the form of business. Yeah, but let's, let's take the park example that we've been working on here all night. You've got 100 yards to go, and I keep chasing your friend as you all are trying to get away from me, saying this 
nasty thing that I don't want to repeat. I didn't want to say it the first time. Whatever, man. I mean, if that's how you want to be, that's fine. Maybe pull out a video camera and record you, put you up on YouTube, YouTube. or something like right. that. There was that one guy. What Sticks was the, and stones, back dude. That, what, what, what was that one dude uh, that was seemed to be drunk and he was that back that butt up or something like that? Do you remember? You're talking about the guy from Alabama? Yeah, it was, it was uh, Strutton. 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 Strut that ass. Strut that ass. That's right. And he, <laughs> it was pretty funny video. I've got to say. So, I'm, well, that was. I think situ- pulling out a camera is a good solution without uh, you know resorting to violence. But I think that probably nine times out of ten, if you do what uh, Joshua is suggesting here, that you'll be lucky to walk away with your teeth. Well, I understand that people yeah. tend to solve problems with violence, but I don't think that that's a good way to solve problems. So, no, I wouldn't get violent with you, Joshua. No, but would you take any steps at all to end it if you if you couldn't get away? I mean, if we're in the middle of Coney Island, there's there's no private place without losing your fifty dollars. I think we've just given you some steps, which include uh, pulling out a video camera and recording you, witty repartee, uh, you know, jumping back at you with other with more speech. Uh, but it wouldn't involve at least between Nemi and I, or it wouldn't leaving. involve force or or leaving the scene. I just think you were a nutbag, <laughs> <laughs> Joshua. Anything else you want to share? No, I just wanted to pose that question. All right. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. 855-450-FREE. Look, I get it. I mean, business owners are a fickle bunch. Uh, for instance, on Sunday afternoons uh, here in the Keene area, there's a jail uh, that's out on the outskirts of Keene as you're going to the next town over. So it's on a main drag, and right across the street from the jail is a mini golf uh, place. There's also some really crappy, uh, like a really crappy motel there. <laughs> motel attached uh, to the mini golf. Short-term, yeah. More like short-term rentals than a, than a motel. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> It's right next to the mini golf place, and apparently it's owned by the same guy. It has that look. So it has the same driveway. Every single week, we're out there uh, at the mini waving golf place? signs, waving signs, up, holding signs up for the folks in the jail to see because Unlike the jail the, kind of looks down a cliff almost down at uh, or a large hill on the easement uh, in front of his little business, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're standing on the side of the road and holding our signs up, you know, signs that are anti-drug war, for instance, or a sign that would, you know, say something about the jail system and, you know, various different protest signs. Of course, the people in the jail love it. Uh, People that are driving by tend to like it. We get a lot of honks, a lot of waves, a lot of peace signs. Uh, People that are exiting from this man's business have honked and waved. Yet he comes out every single week with his camera and begins snapping photos of everyone. And and he'll talk to us, too. And he'll say, like, what are y'all protesting? As though what we're protesting has changed week to week. It's the same thing. It's almost the same crew of people every single week that goes out there. Certainly, we have the same signs that we had Does uh, he know you're not time. protesting his business? I think it's pretty clear. I mean, they're jail-related signage. Okay. So, uh, but his claim is that he's, he thinks that us being near the entrances to his business, which we can't really avoid due to the positioning of the jail's windows and the position of his business, that uh, us being near the entrance of his business is preventing people from going to his business. And so in order to respect his request, uh, we have moved away from the entrance to the mini golf aspect. So there's like two entrances, two or three entrances. Is there, is there that many? Okay. There's, I just remember there's being one, one entrance. I think there's at least two. There's one mm-hmm. entrance that goes right to the mini golf area, and then there's one that goes more to the, the motel area. So we are more positioned over by the motel. But yet, even though this past week we didn't even go in front of the mini golf place at all we're just standing in front of the motel the whole time he still came over and expressed the same thing and i said look you know we're not here to upset anybody we're not here to upset your customers in fact we've had honks and waves from your customers and uh people like this 
tried to explain that to him and you know he's not mean about it necessarily except i think he he did say uh, daryl told me that he threatened him once daryl from free patriot press in what manner said that he threatened him with calling the police well, that won't if he didn't get away good, from the entrance to his business uh and in fact one week the police did come out and they told us we were fine they just didn't want us jumping out in the road as though anyone had been doing that. <laughs> Everybody's doing hard cartwheels across right. the road. So, uh, but my point being, this guy keeps coming out and uh, he's very concerned about his business. Obviously, we're not leaving. We keep coming there every single week. It's certainly and- not an unreasonable thing that um, to believe that somebody has driven by and said, oh, there's weirdos out there. We're not going in. No doubt. But it's but hard you to also do? say that uh, people wouldn't have turned in because they saw us. I mean, who's to say that he's losing more business than he's gaining? Who's to say it's not a total wash? I mean, there's no way to run those numbers and, right. and know anything about no that. Way to so know. it's just pure speculation on his part. And hey, I'm sorry that public property connects to your private property, but that's the way it is. And that jail needs pro- a protesting, and there's nowhere else to do it. They, they so, don't have a free speech zone at the jail. Well, you could go up by the jail, and then you'd probably possibly be arrested for trespassing at that point, as we've been arrested yeah. in the past. But also, it's not an effective uh, location for a protest, why because you, no one drives up by the jail. Why don't you have a meeting with the guy um, during the week and suggest that you're going to have your Social Sundays events there, or some other, some other event at his, at his local, local... I told fun. him this week I went and bought some ice cream from him the, the week previous, and he said he th- said thanks for that. Well, I think you should have a meeting with him and work something out so you can get his assent. That's idea. a neat idea. Five four fifty free. You can take control here. Bring up what you want. Uh, you can bring up anything that's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Profanity or whatever you want goes. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Talk live. Dial in. Bring up what you want. The numbers eight five five four fifty three. SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and we give you the features there, including the webcam. You can watch. You can listen. You can interact. The chat rooms built into the same page. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to do those things. That's cam.freetalklive.com. It's free. Bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With uh, Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world. And you don't have to pay any fees to do it. That's the problem with sending and receiving money and doing transactions on the Internet. Is somebody who always wants to insert themselves in your business. Got to get their cut. Yeah, whether it's a government agency or a bank of some sort, banking agency of some sort, you don't have to have that with bitcoins. You don't, uh, you know, the, you can get the free bitcoin software and be sending and receiving money in just minutes. There are no contracts to sign, terms of service that you've got to abide by, nothing. Uh, to learn more, visit weusecoins.org. That's why I call them, by the way, uh, the cash for the internet because they're so mu- it's so it's so similar to to doing business in cash. And now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit BitInstant.com. 
All right, so toll-free number 855-450-FREE. We've spent a lot of time on this Middleborough uh, story where they've banned profanity or actually are going to be enforcing a ban, a long-existing ban on profanity now as, uh, at a cost of $20 per utterance. Uh, well, there's apparently going to be quite the protest scheduled for the 25th of this month where Adam Kokesh from Adam vs. the Man and a number of activists will be converging on Middleborough Town Hall with the intention of being, I guess, profane. Uh, or, or releasing obscenities from their vocal cords and uh, challenging the state and seeing what happens. So it should be very interesting to watch. We'll certainly let you know. Uh, should be what, interesting to watch. I won't, won't disagree with that. What transpires. And it's actually going to happen just after our friend Derek J gets out from jail. So um, I know a number of us from Keene are probably going to head down there. So I'll let you know as that develops. But that's not the only story out of Massachusetts that's bad news for freedom. Nemi, you had something about what has become quite the trend, uh, at least uh, among people I know. Uh, a lot of people have picked up e-cigarettes and have been using these uh, vaporizers to replace their actual cigarette habit with something that seems to be a whole lot better for you. Something that's actually not smoke. It is, in point of fact, vapor. Therefore, supposedly a lot healthier for you. It's odorless. You can't stand next to somebody and smell it. That whole secondhand smoke thing is out of the picture. Yeah, it's a really amazing product. But yet, it still kind of looks like smoking because you have a white stick that's designed to look like a cigarette. They don't have to look that way. There's a guy that I know that's got a black one that looks nothing like a cigarette. Uh, but uh, most of them have kind of a cigarette look probably and, to attract the cigarette yeah. smokers yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, that uh, apparently still upsets some people so now oh, absolutely what's going on? the boston globe reports that the board of health in cohasset mass is considering banning the use of electronic cigarettes in areas where traditional cigarettes are prohibited the reason given for considering this ban not because e-cigarettes are dangerous to others in fact there is no evidence as mark said that the vapor produced by an e-cig is dangerous to anyone No, the reason offered by Dr. Robert Lawrence, who is dentist and local board member, quote, from my perspective, using them models a child to a smoking behavior that can easily be turned into the real deal, he said. (laughs) I may be out. I have never seen a kid uh, using an e-cigarette. Oh, let me show you this picture that I see on vapegeek.com. So they found uh, found somebody's kids to do it. Two kids. How old are we talking about? Oh, probably. Nine or ten. Yeah, maybe. Um. And but it's certainly not for it's not Jack. Also, yeah. uh, you know, when you look at this behavior, first off, they have they have uh, cartridges that have no nicotine in them, whatever. So one would question, well, you know, what's the problem? I mean, yeah, I'm not. It it's kind of it's not behavior that I would want my. I'm dying to have my son pick up or anything like that. But hey, if there's no nicotine in it, there's no nicotine in yeah, it. Yeah, but come on, how many Secondly, people are buying the no nicotine version? I don't know. Um, you know, how many kids are getting a hold of these things? It's not like it's a it's a small investment to get an e-cigarette. I don't know. It is actually a small investment to get an e-cigarette. Not compared to buying a pack of cigarettes. Okay, yeah, it costs ten times it's as also much. Not nearly as cool. I mean, it's not even. It doesn't have. It doesn't have cool written all over. You it. don't think? I think they're oh, pretty certainly. damn cool. Yeah. I think that Mark is out of touch with the smoking. Yeah, community. I think that uh, vaporizers are really cool. Yeah. Also, and, uh, they don't have. Again, the, I'm not a teenager. They don't have the addictive aspect of uh, nicotine in the same way because they do, the, the nicotine doesn't hit you the way that uh, nicotine from cigarettes does. Really? Yeah. It just. I mean, I smoked for more than a decade, and 
I got the e-cigarette, and then I liked the flavor that didn't come in a no-nicotine variety. So I had a light nicotine variety. So I would smoke on that. And I have not smoked on that uh, you know, for a couple of months now. And I've never said to myself, oh, i got to get myself an e-cigarette. I but mean, the guy with the, the, uh, the black e-cigarette that I'm talking about is a nicotine addict. And he will tell you that he is addicted to nicotine, and he believes it, so therefore he, he is. Believed yeah. an, uh, addicted to nicotine before he yes. took up the e-cigarette? he switched to the e-cigarette, and from, now he's constantly from cigarettes. Well, so what? <laughs> he, was an e- he was a nicotine addict from the get-go. It I'm provides you, nicotine you in a different fashion. Let me try to explain it to you if I can. I understand you weren't a, a, a cigarette smoker. So cigarettes, you burn, you burn the tobacco, and the nicotine hits you all at once. And it gives you this kind of high. Um, where so at that point you're a nicotine addict. I'm a nicotine addict because you know my cells have been changed in my body and it's going to be years and years until they're all sloughed off. Okay. Um, however, what the e-cigarettes do is they deliver nicotine in a much slower fashion, sort of as a as a drip throughout mm. the the day because of the way that you inhale them because of the vapor and all that sort of thing. So you never get that big cigarette punch mm. and. You know, I mean, how can someone who's a nicotine addict then uh, be satisfied? With they're these? satisfied because you know they've changed. They've changed some of their behaviors, and they're not getting that huge craving that comes along when you haven't had nicotine over. Um, you know, after a period of time. I don't agree. You don't think so? You, I, you are a cigarette smoker. I am. And, and you've been an e-cigarette smoker, yes, too, I right? Yes, I have. Okay. I have. And my experience is. I've just explained my experience to you. Go ahead. Well, now. my experience is it's actually. I, I don't. I don't agree with your theory. I don't have a, a counter theory to propose, really, but that uh, that does not match up with my experience. Do you think experience. that it's like smoking cigarettes? Well, now, wait a minute. Maybe your experience would would agree with what he's saying because you don't use an e-cigarette now, so you did, but now you don't, so maybe that's because you weren't getting what you needed from it. I need to get uh, my equipment, actually. Um, I broke my e-cigarette, so I switched, and I have not switched back, but that is So it wasn't my... your choice. Correct. You... It was circumstance. I see. Yeah. Okay, because there are some people who will... Go Switch from back cigarettes to the e-cigarette, and then they'll go back to regular cigarettes. I actually used e-cigs to quit the first time I qu- well, the, the last time I quit, um, I was well quit for over a year and a half, and I had weaned off um, nicotine using the e-cig and had really good luck with it. And when I started smoking again, I started with the um, with uh, cigarettes, switch back to the e-cig, and then my my equipment my my thing broke, mm. and uh, I haven't replaced it yet. So I think it's pretty cool, personally. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree, for sure. It, I the like flavors it more are the myself. coolest thing. Yeah, in my I would agree I like with that, that as the well. LED light that comes on the end, and I like that you don't have to go outside to, to smoke, That's right. and that it doesn't stink. I mean, everything's cool about the e-cigarette. I don't see what is uncool well, about cooler, it. cooler, anyway, well, yeah. than smoking itself. So, like, I picked it's... it up for a while. Like, I never smoked yeah, a cigarette. Yeah, I came in here, and you guys were vaping one day, I think, you know, and I'm like, you guys don't even smoke. What's wrong with you? Have yeah. you seen a popular women's clothing? It has nothing to do with what's comfortable and convenient for you i mean it's cool is not about what's convenient i mean just because you certainly why are you talking about shopping for women's clothes well why are cigarettes more cool than e-cigarettes Look, how can one define cool, Ian? I'm asking you. You said it wasn't cool. You said e-cigarettes weren't cool. I'm asking because, you to tell me because, why. Because they don't have that edgy, I'm, you know, I don't care about my future kind of thing that, uh, <laughs> that cigarettes have. So I can may I get back to the oh, story yeah, sure. here. Go right ahead. Now going to the out. Globe article, it says about thirty communities, including Walpole and Westwood, as well as Boston, Lowell, so Springfield, okay. Mass, have outlawed the sale of tobacco products in stores with pharmacies, which is kind of tandem with this um, legislation Cohasset wants to pass. They also want to ban uh, the sale of tobacco in pharmacies as well. 
Uh, so they would join 27 other municipalities by including electronic or smokeless cigarettes in their rules banning smoking in public places. It's not about So health. they're going to ban the sale of them and they're going to ban and, and the, consumption. the use of them? Yes. Now this is banning the sale to anyone. From a store with a pharmacy in it. I see. So a packy so, would still be able to sell you sell you smokes at your corner so store. Corner store, okay. 855-450-FREE yeah. is in a apologize here. to all our Pakistani listeners. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Packy is for package store. Where are you <laughs> from? Up, Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.SpendBitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Toll free, 855-453, the SACL, CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there. The Shrine of Female Listeners is one of those features. You can go and see the lady listeners, or some of the lady listeners of the show, those of whom, uh, those of whom have taken the time to send their validated photo or video in to show that they are listeners of this show. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see them and get details on how to become part of the Shrine. Once again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com. We're talking about e-cigarettes and how uh, at least, uh, what, several towns in Massachusetts, it's more than one of them, right? I mean, they're yeah. considering joining together 27 uh, to pass ordinances banning, uh, or excuse me, now wait, let me see if I can recall this correctly because I, I don't know if I was following you. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have already banned the sale of tobacco products or cigarettes specifically from pharmacies. Tobacco products in stores with pharmacies. So there are about 30 communities in Massachusetts that have already done this. Including Boston and some smaller towns. Correct. Now, they're also looking to modify that ban to include e-cigarettes. And they want to ban the use of e-cigarettes from anywhere where tobacco products are also banned. Public places, yes. Correct. You got it. all restaurants, you know, if they're banned on the sidewalk, they'd be banned from the sidewalk. Bars. in Massachusetts. Yeah. Public place, yeah, you can't smoke in bars and mass. Yeah. Public places is kind of a loaded word. I mean, you know, somebody's owned by, a bar is owned by somebody. So this is being proposed. It is not being done quite yet? Correct. At least in Cohasset, the other communities, the 30 communities that have already banned the sale of tobacco products, mm-hmm. that has already happened. The 27 municipalities that include electronic or smokeless cigarettes in their rules banning smoking in public places, that has, has not Cohasset is the and it's is for just the looking to add themselves to the list. Yeah, it's and this for, the is for the children. I mean, this is what the uh, the politicians it's definitely said. pushing someone's personal agenda because it, initially, you think about it, it, it in the course of our lifetimes, it's this is when the public smoking really has 
you know, when when I was a kid, you used to be able to smoke in restaurants and bars and supermarkets. Yep. And now diners, you know, the whole deal. Right. Exactly. And, and gradually over time. And it's been for the public health. I remember several years ago, New Hampshire passed the, the no smoking in restaurants. Mm-hmm. Keene had started with a, a city ordinance and then it became state law. So, it was you know, now you can't. It's terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. Now, I agree with it. Well, so, the reason it's terrible is because people own those res- those uh, businesses, and businesses should be able to decide what the rules that's are. That's right. On their I, I concur, and that's absolutely. I, I don't like eating my uh, you know eggs and toast at a diner that uh, somebody's sitting next to me smoking in either. I I don't like that, uh, but. You know, some places you can have breakfast without smoking, and some places you can. I mean, you know, yeah, the market should decide these things, not politicians. Absolutely. Because otherwise, if you don't have the freedom to allow your, you know, if you don't have the freedom to allow your patrons to smoke in your business, if you don't have the freedom to smoke in your own business, then you basically don't have the freedom to smoke in your own home. And if they can take it away from you, it's your business. They can done take it away in California. Yeah. They, uh, they've begun banning people smoking in homes that are connected to other homes, like right. duplexes That's right. and apartment, apartment buildings, buildings and things public, like that. Public funding. So this yeah. has to be done individually. Individually, town to town, right? This yes. isn't a state ordinance or anything like yes. that. This is, this is town to town. It's Massachusetts. Give them time. So odds are good. Like even if Cohagen or whatever it is. Cohasset. Cohasset. Yeah. Even if they aren't going to go through with this, there's 30 Still, other towns that are looking at that's it. That's right. That's so right. So odds are good this is going to go through at some point. Sure. Sure. And because, probably on a state level, too. Right. As, well, because the what they're saying is, well, this looks like smoking, so it's going to encourage kids to go out and do the real thing and smoke, as opposed to looking at it from a positive perspective of, hey, this could actually help kids get off of cigarettes. And, and where does the slippery slope stop? If it's not smoking in public, that's going to be a bad influence on kids. Drinking in public, is that going to teach kids they can't drink in public no, it's just going to make it more attractive. Right. So if e-cigarettes with no nicotine, and they do have e-cigarettes with no nicotine, mm-hmm. will teach kids to smoke in public areas, would drinking a non-alcoholic beverage like a soda teach kids to drink uh, <laughs> rum and Cokes in a, um, in, in a public place? I love your logic. Yeah, let's talk to Doug listening in Minnesota. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Doug. Hey, guys. How's it going? Nice to talk to you again. Hey, dude. What's on your mind? See you at Porkfest. Hey, um, Excellent. So the greatest answer here to this whole thing is if that guy shows pictures of kids smoking e-cigarettes, thinking now it's going to turn them into the real deal. Well, how many pictures of kids drinking can of beer can you find on the internet and say, do you suggest we ban alcohol for the same reason? Well, exactly. Well, right. it's already banned in uh, public places. Or even places. kissing in public places, because it might it might teach kids with, that about sex. Mm, good point. Right. I mean, but this is kids drinking fake cans of beer or real cans of beer, you know? Right. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. We should also ban root beer while we're at it, too, because people get ideas. That's right. Totally. And we don't want people right, thinking. Thanks. I got to run, guys. Hey, thanks, Doug. Uh, see you at the Porcupine yeah. Freedom Festival coming up here starting on Monday, porkfest.com. Yeah, no, and the pictures of these kids, uh, you know, smoking the e-cigarette, I don't like seeing it. But uh, I can say that uh, pictures of kids kissing is, are really popular. People like that. People like to see kids what? kiss. Yeah, like drawings of uh, boys and girls kissing. Yeah, sure. This is common. <laughs> and you called uh, him a weird little recluse. I'm not talking about uh, I'm sticking their tongues in either th- either uh, each other's throats. You perv. <laughs> yeah, because that was totally what I was thinking, Mark. <laughs> but Thanks we know for... what kissing leads to. We oh, need to ban God. that. That's right. Exactly. Where does it stop? It doesn't. It never stops. The government people will continue to come up with new Somebody's regulations. Somebody's always got some idea about how you need controls, to run, run your life. Some new utopian uh, idea that they want to shove down your throat. 855-450-FREE. Let's go to David listening in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nemi, and Mark. Hey, David. 
How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? With the e-cigarettes, I think uh, they're just using the kids as an excuse. What they're really mad is that the people are found a way around their dictatorship. And, And they don't even want them going through the motions of smoking in public because that's defying what they said, no smoking. It's flying in the face of authority. Right. And, uh... I don't like the e-cigarettes because they cut you off. Like, the one I got, like, if you take too big of a hit, it will stop the stuff from coming in on you. Yeah, someone was saying tonight that they have them now that will flash to warn you if you are overusing. Yeah, that's right. the one I got, and it, and it doesn't, you can't get a good hit off of it. So I, I gave it up because if they had one that you could just, it keeps, you know, when you draw on it, it still gives you the... the nicotine stuff. I'm sure they they do. There are many different models and brands of e-cigarette out there. Yeah, because they try to control you through their little electronic device inside the thing, you know. Yeah, that's not going to work. But in the private property right deal, I'm a concrete finisher, right? Mm -hmm. I was on this one job one time in this, and it was windy and 20 degrees, and I'm outside tying steel for the slab. And uh, this guy comes over and tells me I can't smoke here because he owns the property. I looked at him. I said, well, it's it's 20 degrees outside. The wind's blowing. I said, and I'm out. He goes, well, there's no smoking on my property, right? So I said, okay. I put the cigarette out. He don't know that I'm the only finisher on the job, right? Mm. So And the, the boss is a finisher, but he has, he's busy, so... I waited until $5,000 of concrete comes, and I light up a cigarette, and I grab the chute <laughs> of the concrete coming out, and I got the cigarette hanging out of my mouth, having my cigarette, and the, the owner is yelling, You can't smoke on my property! You can't smoke on my property! And I, I, <laughs> I told the concrete driver to shut the cement off coming out the back end, and I slid the the shoot over to where the guy was and let it swing that way. I said, here, you go. You do it. You, you, pour, the, you pour the concrete. <laughs> I'm the only finisher on this job. The boss is going, no, Dave, no, don't walk off. Don't walk. Five grand worth of concrete. Concrete. Sit the there. And, wow. and the guy says, <laughs> and the guy submitted, man. I bet he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> negotiation for you. Yeah, are you, you know, in a union? Right, <laughs> they think they could push the the common man around, you know. <laughs> well, it's the guy. It's the guy's property, and his rules uh, stand. But I mean, if he if he cares that much about his rules, he should be willing to pay the five thousand bucks for that concrete, right? Yeah, David, I, I should have sh- walked off, man. But my boss would have got real mad, and then the word would have got out. Riata walks off the job. <laughs> <laughs> You so just gave out your last out name on national radio. Thing. And it was like saying goodbye to 250 bucks for that day if I would have walked off the Dave, job. thanks for the story, man. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at uh, 855-450-FREE. I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Great story. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You should respect somebody's private property rights, but that doesn't mean you can't negotiate with them. Hey, if somebody yeah. says uh, you can't smoke here, then, well, I guess I'm not working. Oh, you wanted that job finished. Well, let me have my cigarette. <laughs> I'm outside. <laughs> What's the big deal? I I gotta say that uh, you know that, that yeah I agree.
All right, so 855-450-FREE. That's the toll-free number here. Uh, the East By the way, if, ban- a, if a workman came to my property, you know, there's no smoking in my house or anything like that. If a workman comes to my property, wants to smoke a cigarette, fine. I'll ask him to uh, field strip his uh, cigarette butt and put it in the garbage can, but that's it. The e-cigarette ban discussion continues in moments. 855-450-FREE. Get 18,000 radio stations from around the world. Pandora, Opio, Live 365, and MP3 tunes. With C-Crane's CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio. It's great in any room of the house. You can listen to your favorite station stream from back home, whether it's another state or another country. Play Free Talk Live's live streams, lrn.fm, or your favorite stations. If you're not familiar with the C-Crane company, their products are the best. Get the CC Wi-Fi Internet Radio at ccrane.com. C-C-R-A-N-E dot com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want. 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the third hour of the program. Tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. And you can join us over at freetalklive.com where you can actually control the content of the website. So when you find something online you want to share with our listeners, submit it at showprep over at freetalklive.com. And then listeners will be able to vote. You will be able to vote on the things you like and dislike. And the most liked, make it to the front page in the top of the site at freetalklive.com. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Head over there, get interactive as we go and interact with you on the phones to your calls and your thoughts. Johnny Ray, listening in Vermont. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nemi, and Mark. Hey, Johnny Ray. Hey, hi, uh, Mark, Nemi. Great show as always, Mr. Freeman. Thanks, dude. What's on your mind? I have a cautionary tale. Um, This isn't about Whitney, is is it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry go ahead i'm sorry i don't my, even know my, what that means. no 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 my this is a different story I, <laughs> I, my story um it happened at city hall today and um i was there for a trial after the trial was over i was talking to a young man who was giving out never take a plea brochures while we were talking and i was just sort of relating to him what had uh, gone on during my trial while we were talking a a law enforcement officer came in. I think it was a state trooper. He was wearing a brown uniform. Can any of you guys help me out with that? Probably a sheriff. Probably sheriff. sheriff. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, and this is the Keene Town Hall. And and as he uh, as he came in, I uh, referenced another police officer that that was uh, upstairs. Didn't say him by name, but but I said that he was a uh, a fat cop, and it was um, it was. I regret it, and it was hateful, and I, you know, I might, I probably uh, embarrassed the man I was talking to. I, I sort of lashed out just because I was sort of full of uh, adrenaline, I think, from, mm. you know, going to City Hall and, and being tried and whatnot. So the man you were talking to was handing out never-take-the-plea-deal brochures, and yeah. in the presence of a police officer, was the police officer obese? He was referring to the uh, officer that was upstairs. Gr- 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 right. But I'm asking you if the police officer that was in the presence, um, uh, in your presence, was he obese? No, he was not. Okay. He, was, uh, he was very fit. All right. So um, in the presence of a thin police officer, you called another uh, law enforcement officer a fat cop. 
And you believe right. that? And the reason is just because that's sort of like the thing you call cops. The guy I was talking about, he's not fat. I was just, I just was looking for a bad thing I could say about right. police officers while another police officer was in uh, with an earshot. Hmm. So you're just g- goading cops down, you, and you feel that this made the person who was handing out the pamphlets uncomfortable? Um, no, not necessarily, but um, but I think that you should always be, you know, you should try your best to be aware of of how the things you do reflect on the people that you're associating with. Agreed. Um, and... Um, um, yeah, I tend to not think that it's a good idea to call people names and to uh, to make fun. Uh, go around creating awkward situations for people. It had nothing to do with reason or logic. In fact, it was it was like I said, it was unfactual what I said. Um, so, um, um, and there's now this is free talk live, and you can talk about whatever, right? That's right. Of course, today. Okay. Um, uh, assuming that uh, you don't have anything else to add to my cautionary tale. Yeah, I'd have to agree with it. No, yeah, I think you're right on. I mean, sometimes we all say things that maybe uh, had we thought a little bit longer, we wouldn't have necessarily said, and I think everybody regrets those sorts of things, and it never hurts to apologize. Uh, somebody apologized to me today for being rude uh, to me the other day when I was doing some petitioning on the streets of Keene, so it's n- never a bad idea. Okay, so the next uh, little little short bit that I wanted to say was... Um, uh, Several weeks ago, uh, Frank from New York had called in, and uh, basically he had made a comment about how what he was hearing about our interactions with the the uh, the government officers around here made him think that we were not really um, changing hearts and minds. And uh, I certainly didn't help with what I said today, but um, during another trial of mine, uh, after it was over. Um, and, and I, I was found guilty, and I had just inserted some dogmatic remark during the trial for fun. But after it was over, the, the police officer who was the witness, uh, he shook my hand out in the lobby, which was a bit, I was surprised. It's always nice. I mean, I think that uh, I think that the ideas grow on people, and these guys have been around for a while. They've been around the activist community for a while now. A number of them read our blog over at freekeen.com. Uh, they watch, you know, Freekeen TV. They listen to Free Talk Live. I've had my interactions change dramatically with uh, one officer in particular that uh, I used to think very negatively of, and I, I now consider him one of my favorite uh, officers. And I think that I think that over time, people are going to, uh, they have to realize that we're talking about human beings. I mean, they've got feelings, just like everybody else. They have wants and things that they uh, they want for themselves and their families and their, their loved ones, just like anybody else. And uh, yeah. the, the more kind yeah. that we can be, the the better, I think. Yeah, and I feel for police officers in some way because, if you want to be a sentinel, you know, if you want to be a guardian, um, it just—it it seems like the the police is really what what you do if you want to be the uh, the best trained and yep. and no, whatnot. Nobody treats the security guards way. very well. Johnny, hey, yeah, I love I love those guys, and I um I I got nothing to say besides that. Thanks mall, for sharing your story tonight. Mall cops on segways are my favorite. I appreciate hearing from you, Johnny Ray. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's go to Mike listening in Nevada. You're on Free Talk Live. Mike, you're listening to XM's America's Talk. Hey, guys. I, I love your show. It's the best one on the radio. I'm a driver, and I've called you many, many times. 
Well, thanks. Um, thanks for your service. Hey, thank you. I, <laughs> I love truck driving. It's awesome. But, uh, um, every, you know, I just heard Mark say they always find a way to, to use more force and more violence against us. And every single night it's the same old thing. And I've talked to you guys about this before. That when, you know, what, what do you think the solution is to go get some signs and protest? Well, you know about about the lady in jail. It's just and, oh, okay. And, you're talking about Jillian from yeah. Stateless Suites. He's listening to listening XM, to and XM hour. is uh, delay broadcasting our first hour right now. So he's uh, caught up in our first hour. So you're asking what is the solution to the lady, uh, one of our advertisers who's currently in jail? Well, the last time I spoke to you guys about this subject, you said you, uh, I think it was Mark told me, "Hey, man, there's no way that you can go up against their super weapons and." They'll, they'll launch a Tomahawk missile from a 1,000 miles and go through your front door and all this. But you know what? This is what history shows us. The United States Army, with all of its might, couldn't defeat the North Vietnamese. And mm-hmm. no matter what you hear on the news about Afghanistan, the, this, this Taliban, whoever they really are, they're tearing up the Marines and Army. To sure. this day, the, the Iraqis running around barefoot with their AK-47s, Tore up the Army and Marine Corps in the in Iraq until yeah. the surge okay. came through, until they were able to bring to bear. Uh, no, but more I think force. Mike's absolutely right. I mean, uh, you can bring to bear all the force you want. You're dealing with uh, an indigenous population that has uh, that knows their territory. It's their ground. It's their but home. After the surge in gonna... Iraq, they won. I mean, essentially, the United States military. Uh, well, let's call it stabilized the, the situation. Well, hold uh, on a second. Uh, now, what you haven't maybe heard is what uh, the real story is. I mean. Maybe you're going by news media reports, but I was just talking with Dave Silverman uh, the other day, who's a former special forces uh, guy, and he basically says the the whole situation in Iraq is a joke. Basically, the uh, everybody there stays in the green zone. They go to Burger King, oh yeah, uh, and Chuck E. Cheese or whatever sure. it is they have over there. And, They're not going uh, back out anymore. A handful of handful of guys go out and to do a few things out and about, but ultimately, uh, it's all just an illusion of a war, just so the military industrial complex can continue. Continue to send uh, you know supplies and, and weapons to the military, and they can keep getting contracts. So, uh, you know, if they were to go out there, they absolutely would probably face people with some weaponry. Uh, but Mike, hang on, I want to bring you back here so you have a chance to get your thoughts okay. out. So stick with us here. Eight five five four fifty free. More with Mike because he had asked a question about what was the solution regarding our friend who is in jail uh, right now. Yeah, friend of the show. Advertising. What is the, the solution? Eight five five four fifty free. You can take control here. Bring what you want. This is Free Talk Live. yourself by trading with value. Visit DontTreadOnMeme.com. Browse their unique silver dime trading cards and get all your favorite designs. Gift them, keep them, or trade them for something else. They're real value in a convenient package and a tool that you can use to spread the word about honest money and how it sets us free. While you're at it, check out their quality apparel. You'll want to be the first of your friends to get their clever graphics on you. Don't tread on meme. That's DontTreadOnMeme.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. And speaking of SACL CAI, what is that? SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. 
The uh, one of the owners over there, Jason Osborne's big supporter of uh, Liberty, a big supporter of Free Talk Live. They've uh, Sacral CAI has been around with Free Talk Live for a very long time, and you know. We'd like. We feel very grateful. If you feel grateful to Sacral CAI, perhaps you want to do business with them. Maybe you've got a business uh, that, you know, handling accounts receivable. It's pain in the butt. Sacral CAI can do it, and they can do it in a manner that uh, you'll be happy with. It's Sacral CAI. All right. So we're going to continue here with you and your thoughts. Of course, you're welcome to join us over at freetalklive.com. News updates are available for you. Go to news.freetalklive.com, and we'll keep you in the loop with whatever's fresh about Free Talk Live. So go to news.freetalklive.com. You can sign up via email, Facebook, Twitter, whichever method is your preference. All of them free. News.freetalklive.com. Back to Mike, listening to XM's America's Talk in Nevada. Hey, Mike, I wanted to make sure you had a chance to get your thoughts out. Your question earlier was regarding uh, Jillian Weymus, who is the proprietor of Stateless Suites. She has been arrested on her way to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, allegedly for a bull pack's worth of marijuana, and is currently, I believe, in the process of being bailed out. We'll get her car out of impound tomorrow. And uh, there's uh, there's a post over on our Facebook page at uh, facebook.freetalklive.com, which does link to an active chip-in where you can throw in some cash to help out, Jillian. But your question was regarding that and, and what can be done? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I just I understand that people are scared, and that's the biggest thing is that there's fear. Fear of dying, fear of getting beaten up, fear of getting shot. And that's, that's what it is. And when you see these guys with the black mask and all, the full body armor and stuff. That's scary. They're scary. Yes. But let's just take a look at the numbers here. There's 860,000 federal, state, and local law enforcement. Even if just a small percentage of gun owners in the United States wanted to rise up and get together, how could they ever, ever stand against that? Even if, let's say, 5% of hardcore gun owners said, we're not going to do this anymore, how could, how could 800,000 ever stand against that? And it read the Declaration of Independence first nine or ten paragraphs of that are a list of all of these things that the Crown was doing to these colonists that they were getting tired of. Just a, It's a huge list of these things, these grievances. Right. And it was, it was the Army trying to take the guns that was the thing that sparked it all. They put up with an awful lot. When you read that declaration, you can see that they put up with many, many things that that and they became intolerable it's no doubt it it became intolerable and let me point out some differences you pointed out the situation when the revolutionary war and iraq and afghanistan and vietnam and i think that those are you know those are fine examples Uh, let me let me talk to you about those but first what i want to say is when i heard this situation where people put this call call flood in and call floods have been reasonably successful for activists up to this point but then the people the, uh, the 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 police department, I guess, sheriff's department in in Texas, uh, decided to put Jillian in uh, isolation as a result of other people's action. And we, we lost him. We lost, lost him. him. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe he'll call back in. Well, I you know, it's not like I'm going to stop talking anytime soon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as a result of other people's actions, they put her in solitary confinement. You know, I grit my teeth at that moment, and I thought to myself, you know what? Somebody just needs to plug one of those cops out oh, there. Why? That's what I thought to myself. Now, obviously, I don't say those kind of things on the air, but that was my immediate reaction. I wonder what they would be like. But let's talk about what it would be like. It, when you're talking about the Revolutionary War, you're talking about Afghanistan, you're talking about Vietnam, you're talking about Iraq. When you're talking about those situations, you're always talking about a, what is essentially a foreign power. Even in the case of England, even though England claimed these colonies over here, they were a long ways off. And people didn't really 
had were generations and generations separated from being, um, you know, Englishmen. And yeah, you know, they were able to get enough people together to fight a revolution. My question to be to you would be this: What's the percentage of the population that are government bureaucrats? I think it's something like eighteen percent or fourteen percent or something like that. But how many people? Have contracts with the uh, you know work for companies with contracts or with the government. collect welfare and now or you're talking collect, about fifty plus percent. I don't even know if you're talking about welfare people in this particular instance, but let's you know because I think you could probably get a lot of the disenfranchised welfare people. Some of them are pretty angry, and you might be able to get those on your side, assuming that there wasn't any kind of racial uh, connotation mm-hmm. going on. But um, then you consider that uh, you know how many people are have loved ones that are government bureaucrats. And you start stacking these numbers up, and you're going to get to half of the population pretty quick. 5% of gun owners aren't going to be able to stand – It's because it's about public opinion. Right now in the United States, it's about public opinion. Most people consider law enforcement officers to be doing the doing God's work. They're doing the right thing mm-hmm. because that's the no law, wrong. and you need to change the law. Most people will say, well, look, you just need to get involved and change the law. Now – all of us know how very difficult that is and how it's basically a hamster wheel. If you don't put, know, try changing it yeah, see yeah. how it goes. All right. A hamster wheel put in your way in order to keep you know people that are trying to get something done just hamstrung because we, we don't need these laws. But whatever, you know, uh, the, this, this, the idea of the greater idea of a revolution, an armed revolution in the United States, armed revolutions can't succeed unless um, nonviolent revolutions could already. Because you need to have that amount of people that are on board. And more people are interested in doing strikes and sit-ins and protests and all these other things. Because throwing if, down with a, if enough a people came and peacefully came upon that jail and tore the doors off of its hinges or, you know, whatever they did. They could do all kinds of things that wouldn't be violent uh, against other human beings mm. that would, you know, make it so that the police can't leave the parking lot. You know, just stand in front of their parking lot. Surround the jail so they cannot leave. You like confinement? This is what it's like. Stand ten people deep, circled around like the wall of Jericho. Oh, uh, yeah. God, uh, if you have numbers, right. you can do amazing so things. If you have numbers, and that's what uh, the caller was, was presupposing. Yeah. It was numbers, and I don't think you've got numbers. You just don't have them. Yeah, I like your point, Mark, that you you will have fewer numbers when it comes to uh, advocating for violence than you would for other things. And it's hard enough to get people to do other peaceful things. It's very difficult. You to won't get, get your numbers for that. violence, by the way, until you have your numbers for nonviolence. I mean, uh, you know, look at Syria, look at Libya. When you see those instances, those people started out with nonviolent protests, and then as the atrocities occurred and p- piled up, then people turned it into a civil war essentially in both of those circumstances okay i'm never i'm not going to sit here and say that there is no point in human history when you don't need to pick up a weapon and defend your family i'm not going to say that but i am going to say that you're not there in the united states i know you're upset but violence isn't going to solve it all you do at this point is create the situation where there's more excuse for more crackdown from the right. state that's what they're that's what they're trained for it's what they prepare for it's what they know they know violence and they know how to handle it i understand it. the frustration i'm I as do frustrated too, as anybody I do, too, and I've advocated for violence in the past, but that was the old me, and I don't do that anymore, and I, I'm almost a peacenik completely at this point. But I've looked at these uh, – you know, I've looked at it. I, I'm only about what works. You show me what works, and I'm happy to talk to you about it, but it doesn't work. 
855-450-FREE, 1-855-450-3733. I mean, we've got over a 1,000 people here in New Hampshire now as part of the Free State Project, but I don't think 5% of them are willing to do uh, civil disobedience. I'm not down. 855-450-FREE. Yeah, civil disobedience. I don't think so. Depends on the type. You can uh, take control of the airwaves here, bring, and that's another thing. Not everybody agrees with the one type of nonviolent protest versus another. Uh, more coming up, Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And we've got listening options on our website. Go to listen.freetalklive.com. You'll find live streams there. Broadband, midband, and narrowband versions of the show airing around the clock. Latest episode is always there uh, over at uh, listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, you can learn about our over 100 great AM and FM radio stations carrying the show across the country. Our satellite listening choices, including XM Satellite Radio, as well as our free-to-air KU Band channel, which I just just contracted, or not contracted, but... uh, Paid up for our third year up on oh boy. Uh, free to air. It's a three year uh, agreement. So if you listen on KU Band, please, please call in and tell Ian. It'll make him feel so much better. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. I, I would appreciate anybody who's listening through uh, the KU Band, but also especially people that are running radio stations through KU Band. There was one station mark that said they were running us uh, from the KU Band feed. So. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, pirate slash micro mini stations are not likely to really advertise. Uh, you know, to the hilltops where their locations are. So hopefully we have more than just one station pulling down from there. But it's an option for you. Uh, you can go learn more over at listen.freetalklive.com. Plus our webcam and the listen lines. You can do them all over at listen.freetalklive.com. As we continue, we will take your calls about what you want. Let's go to Jeff, listening in Indiana, in Indy to WXNT. Hey, Jeff. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of comment on that that smoking well, I think it was in Massachusetts, and uh, I'm kind of on both sides of the table on that. I think it, in one respect, I think it's kind of stupid to sit there to pay a uh, a fine for something like that because it is a, a little bit of a violation of freedom of speech. But on Absolutely. the second hand, the second hand, I don't – that one caller talked about you cannot teach a four-year-old when that's appropriate. In fact, I would – my kids don't cuss. I don't cuss. I don't think profanity is appropriate. At any time. Do you never cuss? In the real world, they're going to hear it. No, you never? I don't think it is. And I don't cuss in front of my son, uh, but never? No, but that's but I'm conservative, okay? What, what do you say when you smash your thumb with a hammer? I scream. Yeah. Okay. It, it's just such a common thing to uh, you know for people to cuss. Okay. Right. Well, it is, but it's, you know, I don't think it's... Uh, that's just my personal view. Yeah, yeah I don't sure. think you can legislate that. But the but the reason they may be doing that is because what I teach my kids is you know you have freedom, but uh, you have rights. But your rights end when they start infringing on other people's rights. And if you're out there dropping f bombs or something like that, and you know some mom's walking with her. 
three kids, you're infringing on her right. Which you right? Know, which which right? Uh, upon which right are you infringing by dropping an f bomb in public? By teaching somebody is something that's uh, not a good thing to say. By what? By teaching them something that's not a proper thing to say. Well, how is that a, a violation of a right? I mean, what which right is being uh, infringed upon? Their their personal right. And I mean, is there a specific right that you can name? You're just saying they're offended, and uh, you don't have a right not to be offended. I think that uh, you know, if an offense that's is great enough, it's going to go poorly. Go ahead. Well, that's why you can't legislate that. Okay. That's well, if there's no... Because some, some things offend other people, but that's not appropriate to sit there. and uh, If somebody says a word, that's one thing, but when that one guy gave the example of, uh, you know, if I'm going to continue to pepper your, your significant other with these, you know you know, uh, acts that, I mean, you know, there's, there's common sense. If okay. somebody runs by, if somebody, I mean, if I'm walking by somebody's house and he smashes his thumb with a hammer and he yells out a cuss word, now that might be personally offensive to me, but he hasn't, he hasn't violated my right. So what would but you do in the, in the instance of the previous caller you mentioned that was haranguing your significant other? How would you handle that? Alleged circumstance, yeah. I'd tell him to beat it. Okay. And how would you affect that if he if as he said he didn't go away? Well, hopefully there'd be you know it, it depends on the situation. I mean, hopefully I could get away from it, or do I get a law enforcement official, or do you have to do something physical? You know, I mean, hopefully you wouldn't have to do that, but it just you know it just depends. At some point or another, that's what it's going to come down to. Just about every single time. That's why, you know, one has to be careful of how one offends other people. I mean, yeah, I'll tell you, there are a lot of people in this world that are looking to be offended. There's no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. But there's, you know, I think there's a line. Well, I get it that people are going to be upset at certain things. I mean, that's that's to be expected uh, because some people are intolerant or whatever their reasoning is. But uh, all that said, it's not, it's not appropriate to lash out physically at somebody who's just using words at you ever. Um, and, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that myself, but continue. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's just words. And if you're offended by them, then either speak back or, as you suggested, leave the situation. Uh, you know, you don't have a right to not be offended. And that's where I really bra- I think this whole conversation breaks down for me is, uh, you know, I can be offended all manner of different things I see while I'm out and about. In fact, part of life that makes it great is that there's contrast out there. So when we see things we don't like, we can adjust our behavior and our own lives to lessen the things that we don't like and maximize the things that we do like. And if we didn't have things out there that we didn't like, then how in the world would we know what it is that uh, that we did like? So to some extent, I appreciate the ugliness in life life because without it we wouldn't know beauty uh, all that said uh, jeff any other thoughts you want to share well i'll give you an example because obviously some things are going to be more offensive to me than you but like i i officiate high school sports and when kids say something that you know is a personally offensive to me i don't penalize it they, they kind of you know they don't necessarily have to muffle in their breath they can say it but when they spit it out loudly then i have to penalize it but the point is there's a, there's a common sense thing, and I think there's a difference between somebody smashing their thumb with a hammer and yelling, dropping an F-bomb, and then somebody giving a, a whole stream of words. I think that's violating somebody's rights. I think there's, I think there's common sense. If your rights have been you know? violated, then uh, is, it, is it a crime? 
No, because that's why I say I don't think you can legislate that and then make somebody pay a fine. But I think it's common sense. It would seem to me that if you're violating someone's rights, I think it steps out. Of, I, I think I agree with the caller. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a right to not be offended, Ian. And I understand which got, right is being got, violated. Right, it's not a right. Oh, he's saying it is a right. Right, I, I disagree with him on that. Okay. How, uh, however, what I do think it is is that look, man, if you cause enough offense to somebody, you're going to get your teeth handed to you. No doubt about it. I'm not saying that that's right. It's true. What you're saying is true. I don't support it, and I think it's wrong. Somebody would jack you in the face for saying something they didn't like. They would be in the wrong in that particular case. Although, Nemi, apparently you think it's okay in certain circumstances. I, I think it's it's not so cut and dry. I think that um, ideology does not always match up with reality. I think we all concur on that. Um, but I, I'm Give not... a circumstance where it's all right to jack somebody in the face over what they say give you i would have to think of one yeah i would think so too because it'd be pretty i mean (laughs) i can't think of anything that would justify violence like that how about you mark i i'm sorry what was it Uh, the the question is what is the situation where you think it would be appropriate to jack someone in the face god for what they said i you know i'm pretty uh, a threat a threat a threat Okay. I mean, Jeff, that's a safe call, man. I appreciate yeah. it. If you threaten to do something to me or my loved ones, uh, you know, the way I see it, that if you if you've made that threat, and I'm not talking about a, mm-hmm. a qualified threat, like if you do this, then I'm going to do that. I'm talking about I'm going to do such, such and such. An overt, an right, overt, right. right, right across the line threat. As far as I'm concerned, you have committed, uh, you have aggressed, and at that point, I'm going to do whatever it takes in order to make me comfortable that you're not going to do that again. Eight five five four fifty free. I think that's. I think you're right. I think that's a kind of a gray zone because threatening language is definitely different from any other sort of language, especially an overt threat like that. Of course, if nobody else heard the threat, then you've got somebody that you've just jacked, and uh, they're the one with the physical damage to their body. And how does that make you look when it's all said and done? It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily look good. And I don't know that I'm necessarily going to jack them. Like, I'm not just saying you threaten me and I'm jacking you. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that, hey, you know, that, that puts you into the realm where, where I make that decision myself. I, I think there are some, too, who would make the case that if you're running your mouth, it's consent to get jacked in the face. Yep, some would. Toll free numbers. The best thing is try not to offend people. And when people express their offense, especially in areas like this, apologize and attempt not to offend them anymore. Universally preferable behavior. 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll free line. Moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts to make the call. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phones, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, even in these remaining moments. Enough time for you and your thoughts at 855-450-FREE. That's a toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-855-450-3733. Alternative currencies, really important to help protect you 
from the depredation of inflation, that is, the continual value that is being stolen from you by the printing of more dollars by the Federal Reserve, the federal government authorizing this practice, of course, and basically it results in you losing value from the money that you have worked hard to earn. Uh, One of the ways you can protect yourself is put that money, turn it into gold and silver. And Mark, we can help you do that. That's right. Just go to gold.freetalklive.com. When you buy gold from there, you help Free Talk Live, and you're getting some of the best prices you can find, uh, I I think, from what I've been able to find. I got my silver there. It just came in. Excellent. Yep. And uh, It's shiny. (laughs) I like it. You got bullion instead of uh, the point nine nine nine. I got you. So anyway, gold.freetalklive.com. Not only will they buy it from you, they'll uh, they'll not only will they sell it to you, but they'll buy it from you too. It's gold.freetalklive.com. That's Midas Resources. We've teamed up to uh, bring that to you. That's right. Great way to get the gold and silver that you're looking for. Because uh, I don't know about you, but I can't exactly afford a whole lot of gold. But uh, I, I can do all right with uh, with a little bit of silver every now and then. I think the silver's rallying too. Rallying meaning I think that silver and gold are going to rally here. Meaning so, go up, go up. Yeah. All right. Well, that's your prediction is worth about well what anyone else's predictions are yeah, worth. Mark. I, I just found a lot of people that I respect saying the same thing, so I tend to believe it. We continue here. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Eight five five four fifty free. Let's go to Maverick listening. Now this is interesting. You're in Detroit, but you're listening to our station in Charleston, West Virginia, WVTS. Hey, guys, great show. No, I'm catching you coming uh, through uh, West Virginia on 94.5. I see. You dri- uh, you're driving? I'm from, De- I'm from Detroit, yes. Okay, got it. And, hey, and, I, you know, I, I, I basically want to say, what, what country are we living? These, these people, you know, they want to take away every single uh, freedom that we, you know, basically people came to this country for. You know, they want to make more laws every single day, you know, to, to waste taxpayer money, to throw people in jail over marijuana. You know, if they would just go ahead and legalize it, it's so outdated. You know, basically yeah. it's just a government shakedown to where they, they want to fleece people's money because there's so much revenue in throwing people in jail for something as harmless as weed. Mm. There's people smashing their cars, killing people over alcohol, but yet it's still legal. But if somebody wants to go home, and indulge in marijuana, you know, and, and the police will bust into their houses and throw them in jail, you know. And these are people just smoking. I, yeah. You know, I used to smoke. I don't smoke anymore. But the, the fact of the matter is that, you know, it, it's far, far outdated. And if you look at California, California solved a lot of their financial debt, uh, you know, by, by partially legalizing it. And it's on the ballot in Detroit to be voted on, to be fully legal in Michigan. Hmm. There is medical marijuana cards that you can get for patients. And, you know, that, that is a step Hold on. in the right is it, direction. All of Michigan is going to vote for full legalization this year? Uh, just just Detroit. The city Interesting. Of Detroit, and, and the city of Detroit is in jeopardy right now of having their power shut off. Yeah. And there's a, there's a big fight with the state going on about uh, funding. There's a, you know supposed to be an 80 uh, 80 million dollar 
bailout or something along They just those can't lines, afford it anymore. The money's on hold. This the uh, we actually talked about this in detail a few days ago on on Free Talk Live about Detroit's situation where basically they're in a uh, lawsuit situation with the state over money, of course, and the state's basically telling the city of Detroit bureaucrats that you either drop the lawsuit or we're not paying you. And last I read, the city of Detroit is going to be out of cash as of the end of this week. Is that still the case? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that's correct. Yeah. You know, and, and also the, the financial bailout of something like that for the city of Detroit, look, it's, it's such an outdated law to throw somebody in jail for a little bit of weed. It's I mean, crazy. The girl with the bowl, that's such a waste of taxpayers' money. So we have to house these people for being in jail, for being for, for smoking a bowl. I mean, granted, you shouldn't be doing it in your car. Just take that stuff to take it home. Second of all, you know, these people banning, swearing, you know, I understand. Keep it into context. You know, you don't have to swear around kids. But, I mean, we're in a free country with free speech. Well, <laughs> that's the idea. I mean, those are great ideas, but I don't think the reality reflects that. Uh, free speech, there's no such thing. Uh, you, you can't have free speech because they will put you in a cage if you uh, say things that offend the wrong people, apparently. And uh, I mean, we can't speak freely on these airwaves because, uh, you know, the FCC is FCC. deemed inappropriate. Correct. And uh, so you don't actually have the freedoms that uh, they claim that you have. They just tell you these stories as you're growing up here. So you'll believe that somehow things are just peachy here as compared to the rest of the world. And certainly we're better off in a lot of ways than a lot of people in the rest of uh, the rest of the world. That said, Correct. though, some places in the rest of the world have more freedoms in other areas where uh, that we don't like in Hong Kong, you know, for next instance. Thing you know, next thing you know, they're going to be. Banning 32 ounce sodas in New York City. I mean, come yeah, on. They are Close. working on They're, it, actually. Yeah. And uh, Maverick, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Hey, and, hey yep. great show, guys. Yes, First you, time sir. listener. Appreciate I appreciate it. Well, check us out online over at freetalklive.com because unfortunately we are not yet in the Detroit market, at least on a radio signal. Of course, you can get XM and get us that way as well. And anytime over at freetalklive.com. Thanks, Maverick. 855 450 free. Let's continue here. Mike is listening in Michigan, I believe in Benton Harbor to WSJM. Hey, Mike. Mike in Michigan, going once. Mike, and you are on the air, sir. Go ahead. Oh, it wasn't Mike. It was Mark. Do they spelled it wrong? Go ahead, then. It happens Sorry, all the time. Mark. Anyway, yeah. Uh, well, I was going to comment about this um, running your mouth and getting punched in the mouth, but but then this guy came on and he says uh, he says about uh, oh people shouldn't be put in jail for a little bit of weed. I agree with that. They shouldn't be put in jail for weed because mm. uh, I mean you smoke weed, you get a little dizzy. You're no different than drinking a beer, you know? It's actually a lot so, different. But, you probably won't uh, lose your balance uh, for smoking cannabis. Uh, you probably won't start a fight after smoking uh, cannabis. There's a lot that's different between cannabis and I alcohol. I haven't heard too many stories of uh, abused children that say, my dad used to smoke weed then beat us. You won't die from smoking cannabis, whereas you absolutely can die from uh, drinking too much alcohol. But all that said, I get where you're coming from. Okay, well, yeah, there's a difference in the high, but I meant... I mean, as far as uh, getting high, getting high, I mean... You are you know, going to but, uh, definitely change your body chemistry a little bit. You're going to uh, alter your state of consciousness. That much is true. Well, this guy was saying about if people shouldn't have to pay the housing people in jail for being in their jail for weed, you know. I don't think they do, because down here in Michigan, when you're in jail, you've got to pay for your stay. Oh God! For, You've got one of those jails. That's awful. You know, yeah. I've, I've, I've it's hard to know as far as the day. It's it's and far, then hard. After you get out, it's a bonus twelve dollar discharge. 
So, um, how much is it a day? Twenty bucks. Yeah, I tend not to tend to think that that doesn't cover the costs. Um, you know, the I've heard numbers between thirty thousand and a hundred thousand dollars a year it takes to uh, to house somebody, and I, I. I tend to think that these are just sort of offsets. And then what happens when somebody gets out? Likely most of them can't pay or won't pay. How does one enforce that? Well, apparently you can rearrest them. Yeah, well, what they do is, um, well, see, uh, that percentage of cost that they say, well, is not enough, not really enough. But but, but see, I think how they're looking at this is, okay, there's $20 a day, but they're not giving you $20 a day worth of food. They give you some really crappy food, Oh, yeah. A half a bologna sandwich, a cold cup of coffee. I mean, they treat you that jail on it. It's, it's, they're really nothing crappy. nice about so, it, Mark. Um, I think I think you're right. Uh, that uh, first of all, Mark in uh, Michigan. Thanks for bringing that point up because there are more and more jails that are going in this direction of pay per day that you stay in the jail, and then after the fact, of course. All of these guys have a debt uh, to the county, and if you don't pay, like if you don't pay child support, if you don't pay the debt to the county, eventually they're going to come back around and do what? Put you back in jail, where they're going to rack up more of a debt. We to don't the know that for certain. I mean, there's plenty of plenty of situations where you know fines are just ignored. You think so? Yeah. No. You think if the, well, you think if you owe the county well, hundreds of dollars, they're just going to ignore that? I'm afraid they're going to have to. No. Well, if you don't pay your bookie fees, then they put a bench warrant out. You pick back up. Go back to jail, get some more fees. That's for what happens. Okay. Kidnapped, and then, uh, then you pay another booking fee, and then if you don't pay that, I, I yeah. wonder if they put that on your credit. I they don't want know. you to, they want you to take them seriously, Mark. They're not going to just let that Look, stuff I owe, slide. I owe, uh, the, the, the county of Manatee County claims I owe them all kinds of hundreds of dollars for not using their water service, and I haven't paid them, and they haven't come and locked me up. Mike, yet. thanks for the, or Mark rather, thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you, and uh, I want to see if we can get Leland in here briefly. Uh, Leland, just enough time for the final thoughts on the show. Go ahead. Hey, uh, great show, guys. I'll try to make it quick. Um, I just wanted to say I was taking a, um, some criminal justice classes, and, uh, you know, the freedom of speech isn't the same as the right to be heard. Um, speech that, it, that incites violence is not protected under the First Amendment. So if you, like, have, like, say, throw racial slurs or, uh, or something at somebody or put a, have a sign up, you know, you can't incite a riot. You can't, Leland, uh, thanks for the call, man. Yeah. See you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com. The following edition of the Edgington Post interview series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as three bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And here's Mark. All right, it's another edition of the Edgington Post Show here on Free Talk Live, and it's me, Mark Edge, with you. And, uh, you know, as I've been doing this interview series for some time for, for Free Talk Live, and you can find out more at freetalklive.com, I, the, the most important-sounding guy I think I've ever had I've got on today. It's David B. Cohen, former Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Interior for the Bush administration. And, uh, David, are you there? Yes. Great. Good afternoon. Now, now you've written a, a book. And that's yeah. uh, and what's the name of the the book? The book is called Left-Hearted, Right-Minded: Why Conservative Policies Are the Best Way to Achieve Liberal Ideals. There you go. That's that's what I've got written here. I just want to make sure that I had it right. And um, when is the book available? Um, it's available now. Okay. Uh, probably your best bet is Amazon dot com uh, because you know, different places around the country. I, I'm not really sure. Uh, 
where it's at, but it's definitely on Amazon. Sure. Yeah, and you can get there through shop.freetalklive.com. We've got links for Amazon there. And the, the, the suggestion here is, is that we can uh, achieve... Uh, the goals, and I don't know whether to call myself a liberal or conservative. I, you know, a lot of people use the term libertarian to describe me, and I, I think, find, sometimes find that inadequate too. But um, you know, the idea that we're going to uh, achieve what we all want, um, and, and some of these ideas sound really good here. Um, what you're you're talking about um, that, you know, the, the Republican administrations could offer amnesty to illegal immigrants. Um, that you know, to me that that sounds sounds great. And to me, it seems like Republicans, to some extent, are marginalizing a very important vote. I mean, I think it was last year was the first year or something like that when more minority babies were born than white babies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, I mean, the face of America is changing, changing. And the Republican Party has to be able to welcome in, um, you know, people from you know different ethnicities and that kind of thing. Not to say that there aren't some. There certainly are. But, um, you know, the. It seems like the Democrats have cornered the market on ethnicities. Yeah, and uh, that's something that I think uh, doesn't really need to be the case. Uh, And and let me clarify, I'm not suggesting that I am in favor uh, of amnesty. Uh, I have a chapter in my book on immigration. uh, But what I try to do, not only on the immigration issue, but for all the issues I deal with in my book, health care, education, uh, foreign policy, uh, environmentalism, is I try to argue for conservative policies using arguments that would have resonated with me when I was a liberal. Because, you know, I'm born and raised a liberal, and now I'm a conservative. And, you know, I didn't change my heart. That's, that's what the, 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 the name of the book means, left-hearted, right-minded. I used to be left-hearted, left-minded. I changed my mind, but I didn't change my heart. I still care about the same things that I cared about when I was a liberal. I'm still an idealist, but I learned that there's, at least in my view, a greater inherent idealism in conservatism than, uh, than in, in, in liberalism, even though you know I had the best of intentions when I was a liberal, and I know that most of my liberal friends and relatives still have the best of intentions. So, um, w- when did you have this uh, the sea change, and what um, what what precipitated it? Well, it was a long process. Uh, you know, the first president that I was old enough to vote for was Ronald Reagan, mm-hmm. and I couldn't stand him. Oh, so we're maybe I guess we're probably the same vintage. Actually, but, I think uh, it might have been. Let me I'm doing the math here real quick. It would have been Bush, uh, Bush uh, forty one. I, I was oh, okay. certainly cared a little bit about Reagan. I mean, you know, I was listening to punk rock music when Reagan was president. Yeah, so you're, you're, you cared enough to be paying attention, at least to something. And uh, I, I was listening to punk rock music, too, <laughs> along with other stuff. But, you know, in my book, I have two characters, two protagonists. One is liberal, liberal Dave, who's the person I used to be, and one is conservative Dave, who's the person I eventually became. And... Conservative Dave idolizes Ronald Reagan. Liberal Dave couldn't stand him. And uh, I was Liberal Dave at the time, and I wouldn't think of voting for him. But he planted some seeds in my head that, that stuck. They didn't come to fruition until much later. Uh, you know, when he used to stand up for the Soviet dissidents, he'd say things like, of course, the Soviet Union is an evil empire. And, you know, most of my liberal friends, you know, were aghast at that. And... You know, I, I was thinking that, well, geez, why are they 
reserving all of their anger for President Reagan, and they seem to have none left over for the people who are who are oppressing, you know, moral giants like Andrei Sakharov and you know Elena Bonner and uh, Anatoly Sharansky and and and, and 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 like that. And you know, it later came out that when he said the evil empire quote, uh, that folks in the gulags actually heard about it and were cheered. So little things like that stuck in my head, but I still thought that Republicans were greedy SOBs that uh, were intent on uh, exploiting the poor. And it wasn't until later that, you know, Jack Kemp became, uh, in Bush 41, he became Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. And I started to read about conservative ideas for fighting poverty, and I came to realize that, geez, these these principles really uh, show a greater belief in human potential and human dignity than the well-meaning liberal war on policy, uh, war on poverty policies that uh, I had always subscribed to. So, you know, it, it was a transformation that where I didn't abandon my idealism, um, it, it just became uh, redirected, and I still consider myself an idealist. So, uh, and when, um, about what time was that for you, in the mid-90s? Yeah, well, actually, it, I guess I changed my registration right around, you know, uh, 1990 or, or just before that. So uh, it was really hard to accept the fact that uh, I was Republican. Uh, and yeah, I don't know if you can identify with this, but if you grow up on one team, um, it's one thing to, to gradually change your ideas but quite another thing to say, you know, I'm one of those people who I used to, you know, not be able to stand. Because I, I was a pretty intolerant liberal when I was a liberal. Uh, you know, there, there are intolerant liberals and, and, and there are, you know, open-minded liberals. Uh, I was an intolerant liberal. I thought that people who, who disagreed with me were evil or stupid or, or even better, both. Um, so it, it was kind of hard to swallow it to say, yeah, I'm one of those people. But, but once you get over that stuff, uh, your mind can be open to, to you know, follow what, what you really think is right for America. And that's what I do. Can I, can I say something about what you, um, you mentioned, ethnicity? Sure. And, you know, uh, President Obama, who in many ways I identify with because he's the first biracial president, um, and, and I'm biracial, and you know, I have a lot of strange symmetries with President Obama. You know, around the time that he was a half-black kid being raised by his white single mom in Polynesia, you know, Hawaii is in Polynesia, mm-hmm. I was a half-Polynesian kid being raised by my white single mom in a black neighborhood in Washington, D.C. So, you know, we're kind of mirror images of each other. And, uh, you know, we used to have mirror image politics, if, you know, mirror image being identical and now I guess we have mirror image politics. If by mirror you mean you know left is on the right and right's on the left, right? And, you know you're your exact opposite. But uh, um, you know I'm, I'm I think it's cool that we uh, have broken the barrier where we have a person of color in the in, in office, where we have a fellow uh, you know, a biracial person uh, in office. I you know, I, I I think it's great to have that barrier broken. Uh, but, geez, I, I, I sure disagree with the direction in which he's taking this country. And, uh, you know, I try to I, I, I argue against a lot of what he stands for in the book. 
You know, I have uh, assuaged, um, you know, the, or, you know, done away with my uh, my claim that I have a race. I just think that since it's something that we can, uh, you know, we can choose for ourselves, I just choose not to have one. But it's when when I when I say that uh, I think that Barack Obama, the very best thing about Barack Obama is is that he's black. It, you know, it. It's not a compliment, right? It, like it's you know to me, uh, if he got into office because of his uh, his color, and I think that that's great that we finally have had a black president. I mean, you know, good, we've reached that milestone. But the policies for me have uh, really been, um, you know, when for the ones that uh, you know I thought were were laudable, he basically has retracted, and the ones that I thought were going to be uh, you know bad news, he has stuck with. And I you know I'm I'm highly disappointed with the uh, presidency. Yeah, up to this I, I'm completely with you on that, and and I think we also see eye to eye on the racial thing. I mean, in the sense that I think it's important to for you know every child in America to to believe that they could possibly be president of the United States, and I think his election has helped do that. It's a, it's a psychological barrier uh, that. Uh, I think it's very good. Uh, it, it's very good to break. That doesn't mean that we should elect a president for that purpose, but I, I guess it's that is a happy byproduct of President Obama's election. But of course, uh, I think there are many unhappy byproducts of the president's election, which I think is this disastrous, disastrous, statist, wrong-headed economic policy that uh, is really choking off economic growth and it's really hurting. The people who are struggling the most in our society, the people that liberals care the most about, they're the ones that are really hurt the most by the inability of this economy to create jobs because of the boneheaded policies, uh, pardon my French, uh, of the federal government. So, so that's what I try to argue. Um, you know, my book is not scolding liberals. I'm not telling them that they're stupid. Uh, I'm just trying to engage with them using arguments that connected with me when I was a liberal. You know, I know, I remember how I used to think when I was, uh, you know, when I was liberal Dave. So I try to distill that knowledge and, and use it to, to communicate to uh, folks who uh, are still liberal Dave. I think it's important. Know, when, if, if you can't get into somebody else's world, you simply can't communicate with them. That's exactly right. So that's kind of the unique thing I try to do in the book. You know, if if you're if if you agree with me, say that you know, going back to immigration, where we started this, um, that uh, illegal immigration is uh, an assault on our national sovereignty. It's an, I you know, it's an affront. If, you know, the listeners, some, somebody listening may. I certainly do not. I think that it's uh, you know the best thing for this nation. And if we had uh, you know twenty million people come across that border, that our economy would kick right into gear because those people are well, going to that, eat. That, that's and drive. your libertarianism. But but that's one thing to say that we should have more immigration as an economic matter and as a moral matter and all that. But it's another thing to tolerate illegal immigration because even if we make stupid policies, I argue. There are policies to make, and if we're going to make stupid policies, then by golly, as a democracy, you know, we have the ability to correct stupid policies and say, darn, we should stop trying to keep everyone out. We should, you know, let more people in, but, you know, let's do it through our democratic process. But see, most conservatives would agree with what I just said. Oh, yeah. But if, if I'm trying to convince a liberal to oppose 
which I try to do in the book, I try to convince liberals that the best thing we can do, and, and, and Mark, you may strongly disagree with this, but I try to convince a liberal, liberals in my book that the best thing that we can do to protect illegal immigrants from the horrible exploitation that a lot of them experience yep. is to build a barrier across our southern border. Now, and, I've seen, I, I would really wonder about this. I mean, I've seen video on YouTube where uh, they've got what it looked like, you know, Ten-year-old Mexican kids climbing this uh, wall up and down, and I mean they're doing it in seconds, coming up and coming down. I mean that wall doesn't seem to be stopping anybody. Well, you have to you have to do it effectively. And Charles Krauthammer, um, who I'm a, I'm a big fan of, I don't know w- w- what you think of him, but um, you know you have to do it effectively. If you, if you sort of have uh, you know a barrier and then a road that's that's you know regularly patrolled, and then another barrier. And you do it right, uh, you can do it. I mean, people can build barriers. If, if, if they could build a barrier, and I know this is also controversial, uh, you know, separating Israel uh, from the West Bank, and suicide bombings went down by ninety percent. You can do it. You know, it, it's not sure. like it's beyond our our technological capability. They separated East Berlin and West Berlin. There's no no doubt it can be done. Yeah. So so, and and sure. I understand when people say, hey, you don't want to liberal, uh, you know, militarize the border and you don't want to impede the free flow of commerce and all. But the argument that I make is that as long as people can sneak across the border, they're going to be tempted to do it unless our economy continues to tank, you know, which is decreased illegal immigration. And as long as they're tempted to do it and have the ability to do it, they are going to experience some of the worst type of oppression uh, that really we should be ashamed of. Um, you know, so I try to argue it from the perspective of liberals who would care about the fact that these people are being oppressed. Not all of them are being oppressed, but some of them, some oh, of them uh, yeah, are workers. It, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I'm, I'm ready. I'm on your side on that one. Absolutely. The, the, the laws, the, the, the condition that someone is when they're illegal puts them in, uh, you know, it's a superior position to dirt poverty in uh, you know, Honduras or something like that, but it turns them effectively into the slave of whomever they work for in the United States because if they want to leave, that person can say, oh, well, I'll just turn you over to the, um, you know, immigrant or whatever, and you know that. Yeah, I mean, you know, no doubt it turns them into um, into a slave. But I always wonder about the 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 wall thing when I consider that you know, excluding Central America, um, if Central American immigrants, that the number one group of people who are here illegally, and I hate to use the term, but uh, you know, against the laws, undocumented persons are from China, mm-hmm. and they they had to come across something much much bigger than uh, you know some kind of wall. And I mean, if people want to get in. Yeah. They're going to get in. Well, there, there are, are, are different ways people can get in, and we have to work on that as well. But in my mind, that's not an excuse to not do something about the southern border, which, you know, if, if poor campesinos can, can sneak over the border, um, you know, well-financed terrorists can sneak over the border, too. You know, it's a national security issue, and it's a sovereignty issue, and you're right. Closing that border, getting getting control of it, is not going to solve the whole problem, but it's going to solve an important part of the problem, and, and, and we have to do what we can to work on the rest. But look at what we did in the 1980s. Uh, you know, that president that conservative idolizes and liberal Dave hated, President Reagan, you know, he said, okay, let's grant amnesty to those who are here, 
But in doing that, before we got control of our border, he just encouraged more and more people to come because, you know, then the, the, the expectation is if we can sneak over, we'll eventually get status. So you can't even think about giving amnesty, uh, you know, to, to folks who are illegal unless you get control over the border because you're just going to get more and more illegal immigration. So I say securing the border, yeah, there are downsides of it and to it, and it's not a perfect solution. But, you know, the idea of considering giving amnesty to people who are here uh, illegally when we, have not, when we have not gotten control over the border uh, it is suicidal to us. It, it, it's, it's an invitation for our, our immigration laws and our borders to, to continue to be uh, ignored. So, so that's what I argue in the book, but it's, it's from the standpoint of compassion for the people who are suffering the worst type of abuse, and I give a lot of examples uh, of that in the book. Well, uh, and David, um, you, I know we could uh, you could debate this uh, immigration issue all night long, but um, I, I do have to run. It's uh, David Cohen, uh, former Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Interior to the Bush Administration. The book is Left-Hearted, Right-Minded, Why Conservative Policies Are the Best Way to Achieve Liberal Ideals. Hey, thanks for having me on, Mark. Absolutely. Thank you. Hey, this is Mandrake. And this is Jay. And we're getting ready for Porkfest 2012. Porkfest is the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. And this year's Porkfest will be the best yet. Why is that, Mandrick? Because of all the great speakers that'll be there? Or maybe the family fun events? Perhaps you're excited about Flaming Freedom's Big Gay Dance Party? Actually, I had no idea any of that goes on. You had no idea because you and I spent all our time running the George's Famous Baklava Food Stand. And that's why I'm so excited. Every year we get to meet so many great people who stop by for food and jokes, some of which are a little dirty. Yeah, about the dirty jokes, we should Try not to offend so many people this year. It was one person, and I thought her wooden leg was for the pirate party. Oh, and don't forget all those times you walked away for five minutes only to return two hours later. I kept getting mauled by all my fans. You fell asleep on a picnic table. Oh, right. Hey, you want to wrap this up? Go to porkfest.com and register today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com.